Blog Talk Radio. This is Jay Lethal, the undisputed champion of the wrestling world. This is John Sullivan. It's Babs, I Michael Thompson talking. The phenomenal AJ Styles. This is Jerry Rose. Charles Johnson. Psycho Killer, Kamasa Champa. This is Matt Blair. Thank you for listening to Sportscast Radio. Sportscast Radio. Welcome to Sportscast Radio. What you know about coming through the hundred twenty ten and fifty spin the tens in the fives of the mall? Hold it all. Twenty twenty Pyrex vision. Catch a contact pen and next to my kitchen. Hit a twenty fifty hundred the money machine. Clicking in my rolling game, picking up ball. Whoa, bitches, up, guys. <laughs> this, Yo, uh, <laughs> I like my rap music, booze and bitch. Oh my god, that was hype. Um. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to uh, an exciting uh, evening of Sportscast Radio. Uh, I, your host Jordan Jiskra, joined by Liza, and of course we got right. Ryan back, back, back to back weeks here. Oh man, um, so we got a packed house tonight. We're gonna fill it up. We're gonna fill it up. Um, you know, uh, oh, I, I just gotta say, one, I just got one thing for y'all. So I gotta say to y'all right here. Wait for it. Yeah, the salon we getting. No <laughs> oh yeah, baby. No oh, man. Man. <laughs> That was a long oh, ass intro. To fuck. <laughs> Pop it. <laughs> Ain't got no place to mind. Yeah, that that went hard. Tie a string of fucking finger down, pull it, cause it's just a mess of real time, cause you got. No chance! <laughs> <laughs> Elijah, that's you. No chance in hell! And they had that sweet ass when you were like, no chance! I was like, put it on, put it on, I have to say that I am collaborating with uh, Alex on how to do this, but we are, we have, once again, like I said before, we have the WrestleCast March Madness bracket that we're going to do probably pretty quick now that Tokyo's closed down for wrestling just to clean everything. So we got a month without wrestling from Tokyo. So I think we're going to unveil that, but we're going to bring back the March Madness of Wrestling entrance themes again. And, yes. uh, that is the that is the big unveil right now. So I like that. that we we have one bracket that's going to be the the eight matches of the or the sixteen matches are going to be sixteen WWE themes versus their pre-WWE themes, so like Nakamura New Japan versus Nakamura WWE. Adam mm. Cole WWE versus Adam Cole ROH, shit like that. So that'll be nice. fun. That'll be fun. You can have Valter on there, too? Yeah, well, he has the same thing. He he came in and said, I will work any independent show I want. I will not live in Orlando if I don't want to. I will use my same theme song. <laughs> and they're like, whatever you want, sir. We're going to give you the title, too. And he's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Right. Um, that uh, I just I just like that because it's that damn it's that damn march from The Godfather just kills me. But uh, yeah, guys, we still don't have sports. We gotta call it how we see it here, and uh, that's how we see it. We don't we don't have sports. So this week, uh, the last the, 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 the last. The last domino to fall was uh, was Dana White 
Uh, he came very close to pulling off uh, the first official Mortal Kombat as he <laughs> found a private island uh, with a, uh, you know, uh, indigenous tribes uh, resort and thus, uh, you know, exempt from United States laws. Uh, pretty wild, pretty wild opportunity there to see Khabib and Ferguson go at it. Uh, unfortunately, we fall short again. What about you Ferguson guys... and Gaethje? Because Ferguson oh, was out anyway. Oh, well. It was going to be him and Justin got... Gaethje. Yeah, because Khabib was already on lockdown. Yeah, yeah, so he couldn't get out of the country. And then Rose Namajewa was pulled out because she had two deaths in her family. So that was part yeah. of the reason why I think he didn't fight it. But, yeah, the, uh, yeah I, the Ferguson, Ferguson uh, Gaethje would have been fun. Now, yeah, that would have been a good fight. Would it have been better then if it could have went down Khabib Ferguson? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just I mean, because obviously it's, the Ferguson fight just seems like one that just never ha- – you know what I mean? Like against Khabib, well, it's, just, it's always just, just within reach and it can't happen for some reason. I, I think the reason it makes it better is because of the intrigue behind it. I think it's because Khabib is the best fighter in the world too, I think. So when you're putting the best fighter out there you, and you got a guy that's trying to defeat him, look how good that – Reyes uh, fight with um, I'm trying to think of a good way to say his name without saying his name all of the WWE and Chris Benoit but basically like versus uh, blank how great that fight was because of the mm-hmm. guy trying to beat the, the top guy I think we would have seen Ferguson have that just extra oomph in it yeah <laughs> so with that being said obviously he was trying to get every stop imaginable to make this event happen and obviously we've seen uh i want to say the bigger leagues uh you know all kind of smushed down for a little bit here they've been overall quiet but a couple plans have sneaked out um major league baseball and nhl do have are are either of you uh aware of some of the options that were thrown out there as far as uh for we'll, we'll say baseball first uh I don't know. Possibly, I thought I heard something about possibly playing like in empty stadiums. Maybe I don't. I haven't really heard much about any of that stuff, honestly. They got yeah. two big things that they're talking about now, um, since it's gone to the next step. Because what's that guy's name? Andrew Fauci. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah Doctor Fauci. Fauci. Yeah, he said these are very serviceable in ways that could work, and that's why people are going along with it. I can't remember the two people that brought it up, but the first gen, the first was all the teams would just play in Arizona. They're, it would Depending if you, how many games you had to shrink, they might even do seven inning games. There could be four doubleheaders a week. Um, not necessarily per team, but just four in general. At spring training for the Grapefruit, they have or the Cactus League, whichever Grapefruit, I can't remember which one. Yeah, it's Cactus Arizona, I think. Um Whichever one it is, doesn't matter. They have 10 yeah. stadiums, and they also have Citibank Field, so they could run three there a day. So they essentially could have 26 teams run with um, four teams getting an off day, and then they would just kind of alternate that way. And then they could all stay quarantined together. Arizona is one of the least um, least states that have issues, too, because everyone's been so good about it, as opposed to the second option where they would run half of the leagues. Everyone that plays in the Grapefruit League would play in Florida, Everybody who, who does the Cactus League would play in Arizona. So you're immediately putting people in Florida, which is a bad situation, um, depending on how that goes. 
<coughs> excuse me, where they would be about two hours stadium approach or apart. It would be, and then you'd redivision everybody. So like, it'd be like Dodgers, Angels, Reds, White Sox, and Indians because they're all together in the Cactus League as an example. So you'd run them together. Each team would play each other twelve times, and then your counterpart you would play six times um, to make up the amount of games. It was one hundred and forty-four. But part of the reason they wanted to just do the Arizona one is because then everybody can bust to the games and you're keeping everybody confined in together, which is part of the reason why I think that's a better idea because I understand the, the, the point of doing Grapefruit and Cactus League. You're keeping and you can have more games and you can fulfill the schedule because everybody said they'd be fine playing into December instead of into November starting a month later. But mm-hmm. I just don't know if I trust people going to Florida because stupid-ass Florida people are going to be running in like, can I have a selfie? And looking at looking at the buildings and stuff, and it's like you got to keep them away with like electric cattle prods, probably. Yeah. Like I think it's a good idea. I just don't trust the people in Florida. That's why I think the Arizona is the most logical. Just due to the nature yeah. of it, I guess I'm still I'm still less on the fence on it. I, I think uh, I think forcing it to happen. Um, Kind of, kind of, yeah, you get the season done, but like, I guess it's one of those weird. I, I when you look at the the socio political status, it's like, oh, all these millionaires get to go out and live their lives or do their daily job with with nobody around or whatever. But you know, and they get all the extra protections and all the, you know, for for a baseball game, and you're gonna see like, there's that there's gonna be coverage of miraculously, like you're still putting a bunch of people at work, like, and it's not considered a risk. I just find that part of it a little weird. So I got two two counters to that. One. World War II, this was the best thing that happened to the U.S. was when baseball ran. It, it kept so many people sane. It, it brought so much happiness to have a diversion from the, the terrible things that were going on. And it, it was literally one of the best things that could have happened. The second thing is they're more protected than me and Elijah are, who, out, who are working in front of 800 people every single day. These yeah. guys are, are in a building with nobody around them doing their job. And yeah. they're still bringing people like me. I don't know, Elijah, maybe not as big of a baseball fan, but now I have the stress of going to work and I get to come home with something to look forward to. Yeah. No, yeah, again, I, I guess, you know, I see the, the therapeutic aspect of it. I guess, I don't know, it's just one of those things where it's like they get such a, a more uh, healthy treatment of it. Okay, if they get to be completely secluded, like they're well off and you're not. And it's just kind of, I don't like the disparity or the portion of it. It's just kind of a weird thing for me. But, but it again, is. I think, it's a, I think it's a personal approach, but at the same time. Play of what it is. You know, oh, yeah. this, is, this is something where it's in the, in the situation of it, it's their job. Regardless of how it is or what they are, it's still their job and their business. And that's the way that that business would have to be ran. So you really can't change it. If anything, you just move forward and, you know, do something that's going to keep people going. Yeah. Now, the uh, interesting thing about this is, I, I, oddly, I, oddly enough, I've, I've heard that these uh, players would still be living in, in with their families as well. Their families would be coming along with these. Um, thus, uh, really changing kind of the, uh, the overall approach. Um, do you think that would be a, a, a positive or a negative or how, how would that affect the team as far as uh, overall chemistries go? 
I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about their families coming in. I'm still trying to read up on anything like that. Elijah, I know you had a point you were going to jump in real quick with before before I said something, didn't you? I, I forgot it. About the the thing with me and you working, I think, is when you were going to jump in? Yeah, I was going to say something, but I, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, unfortunately. Me. My bad. I, no, you're good. I just I don't think the family thing, if, if you've been – I mean, I guess, I guess here's the thing i got to say, Jordan, is if you're going to keep – if you're going to keep the people together, that's one thing. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to put the families in their immediate family with them, then they need to understand they can't go places. And it needs to be the same as it's treated now. I go to work. I come home. My kid doesn't leave the house. If I'm not here, Jen's here, you know, and we just alternate with the kid. If Clayton Kershaw goes to work, when he comes home, they don't they don't go anywhere, his family doesn't go anywhere. They don't need to do any of that stuff. You know, if you keep it like that, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. I still think obviously there's still that chance of contamination and when you look at it, you're still gonna have to have people go out and get groceries or get the necessities and supplies. DoorDash baby. Which means what's that? DoorDash baby. But, but but again, you say DoorDash, but that's somebody else bringing you your food. You know what I mean? Like so mm-hmm. there's still all these these possibilities. That's all. So Let I mean, me ask you that. What's the difference about them at home in L.A. right now, then? Nothing. They're doing nothing different by going and getting groceries. The only difference is the, the, the person in their household who's the bread maker is just going to make money. That's the yeah. only difference. But that's, that's my point, though, is, is, is obviously if just one of those things happens, boom, then you just hit the entire baseball community in one shot. And then you know you what I mean? Like, okay, you, you gave it a shot and you tried. What's the worst that happens? Well, obviously, the worst that happens is people die. Well, of course. Well, yeah, that's. But you know what I'm saying. Well, I know, but that's that's the actual. That's the act. It's not just like, oh, you know, hey, we can't. You know, we gotta go out there on a bum knee. You know, or you know, short teamed or whatever. You know, yeah, we tried it, but like now it's like, no, legitimately somebody somebody could die. Mm-hmm. And and like I don't know. I just I'm, I I understand that that it is a huge risk, and I'm not trying to like say, gosh, screw the risk and go do it. But ultimately, if you have all these people who have been quarantined and, 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 and they'd be testing everyone before they start, if those are the only people you're around and you get something, then either... You're like your chances. You're, you're, I, I get you. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only reason I'm just saying. Like, is if you're, if, you're, if you're keeping it and you've done everything correctly, you're at no more risk than you were sitting at home. And, and for some of these people, getting out of California, which is so high risk, or states like Washington, and going to Arizona, that's one of the most low risk. You're almost, it's almost better for the players because they're not yeah. shopping for groceries. If, or like these people that live in Florida, you know, they go to Arizona and none of them are contaminated. You're getting away from all the idiots out in Florida who are licking toilet seats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why I don't like the the, the two city idea makes a lot of sense because you have you can get all the games in. But I would rather take a twenty game less season and not put people in Florida, not for the players' sake because I don't think they're idiots. But you know, not to rag anyone. If you're listening and you live in Florida, I'm sorry. But some of the stuff that I hear that comes out of that state, like, what are you, how are you people having 500 people on a beach? And I'm somebody who doesn't even, like, I'm not worried about this thing. Like, I have no problem going to the front line and going to work every day. And I'm not even that stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you thinking? I saw, I saw these college kids. 
the, the girl sucking on a lollipop, and I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? And she's like, no, no corona, and she gives it to the next person. The person starts licking it, and they say the same thing, and they pass to their next friend. I'm like, y'all are idiots. Y'all are stupid. Y'all no. are the reason we don't have sports or life right now. <laughs> right? That's how she keeps going. Let's just take Florida and just knock it off the, the U.S. and just move it along. Y'all just like that the meme with uh, Bugs Bunny where he saws the panhandle off kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, come on, man. And the worst part is, like, like I know people who had just come back from Florida. And every, they were all contained and everything. You know, they did it correctly. They would, you know, sit out. They had, like, a little house thing. And they sat out in the yard with it, enjoyed the sun, blah, 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 but didn't do anything. You know, we already are here. You know, let's just finish it out and we'll go back. They're like... Three-fourths of the people we saw outside were over 75 years old. Wow. What are you thinking? You're the most at-risk people. Like, stay your ass home. And we'll just sit and watch baseball if it comes back. <laughs> like, just chill. The Marlins need fans. Like, desperately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You know? That's rough, man. That's the Marlins? About these Florida teams. The Marlins and the Devil Rays... They don't have fans anyway, so not like anyone's going to their stadium. So who gives a shit, oh, right? Speaking <laughs> of Florida, I was I'm on a road to the show. Yep. Like, I started off with the Orioles, and it's the, it's the freaking Orioles. I'm like, man. I, I always get, get drafted I, by them. I hate it. I, I need to get the hell out of here. And, like, they finally traded me. And they traded me to the fucking Marlins. <laughs> At least you got five <laughs> jerseys this year. Their unis are pretty sick. Yeah. There's a guy I watch on YouTube, and he's doing his road to the show. He got drafted to Baltimore, too. Like, why does everyone go to Baltimore? Although, I went to the Dodgers as a pitcher. I couldn't believe it. I went, like, the 17th round, and I'm like, and and it was, like, the 30th pick. So, every pick, I'm just going, no, 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 no. And then when it was the time, I'm like, oh, my God, let's go. I'm about to take a... Take Ross Stripling job in this bitch. Sorry, chicken right. strip. Um, <laughs> so, so speaking of the the two, uh, you talk about two locations possibly with uh, MLB. Did you happen to hear of the location that was possibly pitched for the NHL? Grand Forks, baby. They have yeah. a superior hockey facility set up up there, and they are placing a bid to make it happen. And a lot of the people like it because it's right by Canada too. So obviously the thing with that is like, I think uh, Toronto, like what is it? Toronto themselves have, uh, have, well, well, Canada as a whole has the, some of the more strict um, rules in regards to social distancing. So I don't think you, you necessarily want to be um, in, you're not going to be going in Canada uh, traveling to and fro. I don't believe. No, no, but, like, it's easier and it's closer where the players would be able to leave, like Trudeau would let them leave for this because of what it would do for their country, a la Baseball for America. Um, and the Grand Forks setup is, like, player-proof, almost like an Olymp- like a. From what I've heard, it's almost like an Olympic village where they have the places where the players can just stay there. And the beauty of it, which Tony Kornheiser was talking about, why he thinks the NHL and the NBA are the two that could start even before baseball because of this, is the advantage with doing the playoff thing. Like, the NHL would run – it's like something like the first three teams would be seeded, and then the rest of the teams would do like a mini tournament to get the last five seeds, which would give every team a chance. 
which every team was kind of playoff eligible except for the Red Wings, who I think were on pace to have the worst record in NHL history. I don't know if I don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, oh my god! Red Wings team, but if if you if you pull up uh, standings by league, the worst team, second to last place team, is the Ottawa Senators at sixty two points. Sharks sixty three, Kings sixty four, so on and so forth. Detroit had thirty nine points. Jeez. They, they were a minus one twenty two in the goal column. That is the epitome of we are taking for Alexi Lafreniere because that's who we want in the draft. <laughs> like there's no, like we Ooh, want Lafreniere, wow. we want that the ping pong balls. Like they that's think he's going to be the next Steve Eiserman, obviously. And I think he's, I think he's the next Crosby McDavid type when we see him hopefully next year. But yeah, remember that name, Alexi Lafreniere. He's going to be incredible. But aside from that, they would put all these teams together. Detroit would show up with nobody so they could get the first team eliminated. But with doing the playoff situation, all these teams then go home. So as the the playoffs expand, you're eliminating bodies and making less and less people there, which is even better for the quarantining. Yep. Um, So that's the one positive of the playoffs there situation. Yeah, we like to see closure in some of these sports this year. Um, the uh, some of the things that kind of picked up in the uh, you kind of mentioned uh, you kind of mentioned the the horse game that occurred. Uh, did you guys watch any of the uh, the NBA 2K tournament that occurred in the NBA? Yeah, I didn't know. Oh God, Paul Pierce, bro, he needs he needs to get a new internet provider. Like somebody needs <laughs> to give him John Dufresne's business card. <laughs> Did, uh, he had that Kyle internet. Oh my God, he's playing. Uh, he's playing Zach Levine, and he looks like he's on a uh, like he's on dial-up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was so bad. I was like, maybe maybe he, maybe he's in a in a place where everybody's quarantined and they're all like on the internet or something. It, it's slow. Oh no, man. Dude, Levine swept him too. Like Paul Pierce was trying so hard. <laughs> Levine does this shot where he shoots him out the side of the backboard, catches it, and then shoots it. And Paul Pierce is like, "Oh damn!" Like it wasn't even a hard shot. Pierce is like, "Oh god!" <laughs> like he just he got swept by Zach Levine. Uh, Chauncey Phillips, who beat Trey Young, I think it was five to three. Uh, when he hits the last shot to win, he goes, that's the way to respect your elders, which I thought was awesome. Are you talking about horse or 2K? Horse. Yeah, I tried watching the horse, man, and it was, it was dumb to me. Like it just, like you said, it just on people's camera phones and stuff, it just... Oh, yeah. Levine like, had a good like Levine. I didn't see Levine. I seen, like, Chris Conley. Paul. And Chris yeah, Paul and uh, Ellie quickly beat Chris Paul, too. Dang. And then uh, Mike Conley smoked uh, Tamika Catchings. Hmm. Why didn't Mike Zach Conley was like, like a team and whatnot? Why didn't Zach Levine, Zach Levine should have done a, done a bunch of his crazy dunks and then well, Paul Pierce. There was no dunks allowed. He did. Oh. He did. He goes left-handed layup all net, and he and he like left hand only, and he jumps over the rim like his whole arm almost over the rim, and lets go of the ball into the net. And Pierce is uh, like, he touched the rim, you can't dunk. He's like, I didn't touch no rim, man. Look, and he, they like the guy shows him their angle, and he's like, damn. And he, <laughs> and, 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 Pierce up, <laughs> and Pierce 
like blocks himself off the rim. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I can't. I can't imagine seeing Paul Pierce now because he wasn't athletic. He wasn't super athletic when he was in his prime. I can't. Like, did you ever see him? In, did you ever see him? For some reason, he was in the McDonald's All American Slam Dunk Contest. Did you see how bad yeah. he did? That? No, that I so bad. Oh my god! Oh, I'll, that's such a terrible one. Yeah, that's so bad. That's one of the worst like performances I've ever seen like in sports. Like, <laughs> what are you doing in this competition, dog? Oh, wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait. Like wait, I said, wait. if you put them in the Eastern Conference, they could be fighting for that playoff spot also. Winning an award, though, man. Yeah, I mean, I can't take it. We don't, either one, because, see, there's an asterisk on Ben Simmons because he, Oh, there's a what? There's an asterisk because he's in his second year. He had a chance to. <laughs> asterisk. Asterisk. You are killing me tonight. Yeah, that's not what I mean. It's like East Coast <laughs> killing me. You guys, y'all just speak proper English. We do, second. Paul. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Yeah. He sounded so sad. Like here at the end, I never noticed that little crack in his voice. Where yeah. he's just like, y'all, y'all mean. Like, like. <laughs> yeah, you see the, remember that? Uh, that, that uh, somebody then he realized he called it an ostrich. <laughs> <laughs> That's so messed up, though. Like I felt like I, that felt bad. Like it's it's like that uh, that little stage video where the where the dude talks about. Uh, the dudes keep teasing him about his underwear and he pulls out like six pairs. It's the same kind. I told you to get to be the multi pack, man. Like <laughs> yeah, his voice his voice is all cracking and stuff, and you think he's so sad. Like that little crack right there, it gets me all the because it's like, dang, he needs a hug right now. Like well, get that. Yeah, man. And, uh, Michelle Vito's just ruthless. Like she's like oh. you're <laughs> She's like the angry mother who's like disappointed in the child. He's like, come on, man. Beatles so underrated. I love yeah, Michelle she's Beatles, great. Man. Yeah, she's great. Even if she is a diehard Spurs fan. Oh, my God. You know what? Let me say this, though. She's a better diehard Spurs fan than still is with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. He's an annoying Cowboys fan. Yeah. Skill. Miles and skin. Miles and him. <laughs> Skip's kind of annoying. For any team that he roots for, any player he roots for, he kind of he's kind of annoying with anything like that. It seems like you you gotta love his like where he like gets ready like he knows he's got a really big point to make and he kind of like muscles his shoulders up real quick. He's like you know, and then he gets ready to come <laughs> <his> big bob. <laughs> Oh, oh, so proud of I, I got a love hate relationship with him, man. He's um, he's, you need that though. Oh yeah, but here's the thing though: <laughs> he's he's not the shouter though. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, you're right. He, you know, he, like he doesn't. He's like he he doesn't he doesn't interject with anybody. You know what I mean? Like, he's, mm-hmm. and he's just so mild with it. You know what I mean? It's like oh oh oh. You know, like that's that's kind of the the most you get out of him. But otherwise, it's just. You know he's he's pleading his case no matter what. Just you know, like he's he's got a little swagger to him, man. He's like like a, he's like an old pimp. Guys, <laughs> you know you know what? That's kind of interesting. Like it's not a, like I think him leaving for Fox was the best thing for both of those shows because him and him and Shannon are hilarious. Oh yeah. Now the Shannon, problem is I think I Shannon think his Sharp contract so coming like, up. Like who's Shannon Sharp? Skips. 
Well, Skip signed for five years, so I don't know how it can spend five years yet. I think he, he signed it, like five, five years, $35 million or something. It was like $7 million a year when he left. Yeah, he got a, got a good one. Um, but, like, it, not only was that, do they have such good chemistry, but putting Kellerman with, with Stephen A is fantastic, too, because Kellerman, he won't back down from nobody. So, like, Skip leaving almost made both shows better, which was crazy how that actually worked out. Um, actually, uh, yeah, it ends this year for him. And, uh, it's not, man, it's not even close with between Steve Day Smith and Kellerman. That Kellerman, like, always schools Stephen A. Smith. Like, but Stephen A's entertaining. Like, that's what I mean. Like, he's, he's like, not entertaining. I don't think he's entertaining. I don't, I don't, like, I don't think saying, like, ridiculous stuff and yelling and screaming is, like, entertaining to me. Like, He's he just, just a clown to me. Like I just, his takes are terrible. He's always yelling and screaming. Like I just don't, <laughs> I don't like him. Like he's I, all. He's, he's I terrible. just like how he makes Kellerman like have to son him by Kellerman continues to get better as it goes. Oh because yeah. Kellerman's so good at listening to him and then dissecting it and breaking it down, whereas uh, uh, Skip would just kind of be like, I don't agree. And here is why, you know, you know, (laughs) going, I mean, dude, you know, he's doing the miles and hennies with Shannon, man. Those dudes are probably, man, I think they're fighting because you know, you know, uh, Skip Bayless is yoked. Like you could just tell that dude's yoked under that suit. Oh, well, you know, he's got this little pose with his Jordans and his suit, man. Like they call him Drip Bayless. That kills yeah, me, man. I, like, I get, I, like, low key, low key. I kind of want to see like a Shannon Sharp. Um, it, it, like, ultimately, it'd be a, it'd be a really cool like kind of one time thing. But like, can we get all four of the heads? Like Shannon Sharp, uh, you know, ski up, get Stephen A, get Kellerman, get the four picture, but get it done in like the old Death Row Records, like black sweater, gold oh, chain. That'd be tight. Ah. And That'd be cold. You know no. damn well after that, after Undisputed's over, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless are bench pressing 600 pounds with a blunt in their mouth, just spotting each other, <laughs> just getting ripped. <laughs> start, he start, he starts tapering off on his on that lift. He's like, Skip, and he just gets him up there, motivating. Him. <laughs> Skip, Skip uh, Bayless is really that old dude who like uh, Elijah sent me the video way back in the day of that that old white dude who like pulls up to the gas station, his car's got all the lights and the rap music's playing and he's dancing. I yeah. can't remember what that, the guy's oh, name guy. Yeah. Guy, he always has those custom cars and stuff. Yeah. That's uh, Skip Bayless low key. You just don't know. And it's like Scooby-Doo, he's got the mask on. Skip comes uh, out and he's dancing and moving around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, breaking news. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, and I'll drop mine. I was gonna say his, his contract is up this year, and um, and there's five that, years. Holy no, hell! It, it, I know, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and uh, it looks like the zones uh, making a making a chance at trying oh, to get skip. Wow! As, uh, one of the rumors there, as far as that goes. So um, <laughs> could, could see some interesting content finally on the zone to make uh, you know other than the awesome boxing matches, and certainly a lot better than. Uh, uh-huh. Uh huh. Certainly a lot better than when we have to listen to uh, uh, Elijah's yeah, favorite boxing commenter say Golovkin. Daddy Golovkin. Oh God, oh. I hate Sergio Mora. He's oh, terrible. God. See, 
the Dazone has they have AK and Barack or which are awesome. Shout out to Barack. Uh, I got a little uh, little love for him because of that party we were kicking it with the Mets on bias. But that that show's awesome. They, and they do a really good baseball show um, that's tied to the MLB network. It's, they just people don't really talk about it. And then obviously their that's Bellator coverage is pretty good. But, yeah, I was looking forward to the baseball coverage actually. And I, now that I realize it, actually I didn't get to watch that this year. So far, the only thing I've seen on it is boxing and, and Russian MMA on Saturday afternoons here, which is awesome. <laughs> um, I, I do like to say. Um, in my ESPN Pick'em, if you want to ride the, the uh, Ryan Cook train, because my streak of meter is very high. I think I'm at 23 right now. So I might be able to win some money. Um, but I have taken Slava Mozir to defeat Rook Brest at 10.30 a.m. in the Belarusian Premier Soccer League. So if anyone wants to follow my lead, that's where I'm going on that one. Shout out to the Belarusian right? Premier League. I hope that goes on YouTube, like the South Korean baseball league is going to be on YouTube. That's what I got to do to get my baseball fix. So be it, because I will find Young Sung Kyuk and, and enjoy him or whoever the hell is on that baseball field. The, did, uh, did you guys see like the the Chilean baseball league that's going on? The Chilean? No, no I have not. The, the dude, this guy hit like a just a grounder to second, and the the left field right fielder is playing way close. The second baseman misses the grounder, and then the right fielder misses the grounder as well, and it just keeps rolling to the back. Oh, <laughs> they no. are so bad at baseball. Um, Van Pelt, like that's his only highlight. Is he just shows like he's like we got our daily highlight. And he shows like the Chilean baseball league because it's like the only thing going until the South Korean league finishes their spring training. So you, uh, you just see all these highlights from this awful baseball league. <laughs> it's like uh, it's almost like uh, eastbound and down, watching these guys. <laughs> oh man! La like, Flama Blanca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that 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 show, man. I, I have such a soft spot in my heart for that. Um, speaking, definitely something. That, actually, now's a good time to build to, to binge that if you're not doing anything. <laughs> What's up? Well, we're talking talking TV shows. I don't know where you had to go next, but oh. I I do have I do have a few games. And one of them is a movie game, Jordan. A movie game. Okay, we can we can let's jump into a movie then. Well, let's do right. a game. We're gonna do a game here, boys. Um, you guys both play. Uh, you can both give me your answers. I will keep score here. Let me uh, let me pull up uh, <laughs> because the initials. I'm gonna have uh, E and J on my board here. Nice. <laughs> Irk and um, jerk. You have you get one point for each one. Um, if if we have a tie, I do have a tiebreaker one, um, or we'll both have winners. I'm going to give you the the sports personality, and then you tell me which of the three movies they acted in. All right, okay. uh, Jordan, I'll have you go first. Elijah, I'll have you go second. Okay, the first one is Jim Rome. Was he in The Longest Yard, Albert and the Chipmunks, or Moneyball? Oh man. I feel like just seeing him, oddly enough, I feel like he was in The Chipmunks. All right, Elijah. What what were the choices for the movies? Longest, I'm going to need you to pay attention. The Longest, I'm just kidding. The Longest <laughs> Yard, Elvin and the Chipmunks, and Buddy Ball. I know you're playing Bam out of bio right now, but I'm sorry. I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, The Longest Yard. 
Elijah with a point. He was in the longest yard. Really? I would have. I would have. I would have been able to know if Jordan would have took so damn long. <laughs> like Jordan, Jordan's, Jordan's, Jordan's over there, like reciting his reciting his things that he's like kind of talking to himself, and I'm like. Elijah, you're going first. Mike Fratello, was he in Blue Chips, Just Right, that was the Queen Latifah basketball movie, or Meet the Parents? He was in Blue Chips. Jordan? He was in Blue Chips. Ah, uh, the correct answer was Just Right he was in. He was oh, not in uh, number yeah. three, Elijah, you can still go first here. I'll have you go first so, so Jordan can dissect after. Dick Vitale, was he also in Just Right, Blue Chips, or Dodgeball? He was in Blue Chips. Jordan. He's, he... No, go ahead, Elijah. Finish with what you're saying. No, I, was, I, was, I, was, I wasn't going to say nothing. I'm sorry. Dang. Dang. I think he's got, he, it's a college basketball movie. If you don't have Dick Vitale in a college basketball movie, I mean, you'd be crazy. Or am I, or am I crazy with my options? Uh, blue chips. Blue chips. All right. You guys got it both right. Elijah, the only reason I stopped you is I thought you were going to explain how you knew he was in blue chips, and that would give Jordan the point easily. So I cut you off in case that was what you were doing. Okay. That's the only reason I did. I was like, no, 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 because you're going to give the answer because you know for sure. Next one. John Madden. Was he in Invincible, We Are Marshall, or The Replacement? Elijah. I believe John Madden was in The Replacement. Jordan. Um, we are Marshall. The correct answer is the replacements. I actually threw that one in there for you, Jordan, because he was clowning Keanu Reeves uh, as an awful quarterback in that movie for the first half of that movie as a replacement. So mm. I, I was hoping he'd get that one. Three to one. We have three left. Jordan, you need to sweep out. Elijah, you have a two point lead. Next one is Lee Corso. Was he in Evictus, Remember the Titans, or the Waterboy? Lee Corso is in the Waterboy. Jordan? Uh, he is definitely in the Waterboy. You are both correct. He was in the Waterboy. Number, number six. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's six. Two, four. Yeah. Bob Costas. Was he also in the Waterboy? Bull Durham or Pootie Tang? Pootie Tang. Jordan? I don't remember him being in Pootie Tang, but he said he said that shit with like authority. He was like, yeah, that, "That is Pootie Tang for sure." I just, I'm gonna say Pootie Tang just because Elijah hyped me up, man. He was the <laughs> evil boss Chris Kattan uh, reported to, if I remember right. Oh. <laughs> All right. I don't know what. No, Bob Cost interviewed Pootie Tang in that movie. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Who who was it that Chris Kattan like was was talking to as the boss? Uh, God, I can't remember some little short dude, some little short bald. I can't, I can't remember. I thought, I thought it was Costas at the end, but okay, regardless, um, the last one we'll say the last one is worth two and a half points, Jordan. So you have a chance. And Jordan, I will let you go first too, so you can try to secure <laughs> the victory. This one's worth two and a half. Marv Albert was he in basketball, dodgeball, or the fish that saved Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> the, the the second one. Dodgeball? <laughs> yeah. All right, Elijah. I'm going to say 
dodgeball. You are both incorrect, but Elijah still gets the victory. Um, I threw this out there as a layup in case. Correct answer was the fish that saved Pittsburgh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Elijah was part three. <laughs> Fantastic take, Elijah. Awesome. That's super funny. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's it's really you know that's the thing is like we were talking sports movies last time we were on here. I think uh, I think it's really interesting you know, that now I just got to watch a bunch of old games instead of uh, old sports movies. You know, with some of these cool things. Uh, last week watched the uh, Cal Ripken uh, Iron Man game. Uh, obviously, awesome. a record that'll pro- never be touched again. <laughs> it, it was like twenty three nineteen, wasn't it? Yeah, just an absurd <laughs> number. Ah, uh, that's that, a lot of games, man. Yeah, did that against the uh, the Yankees. Um, that's that was uh, and a half seasons without missing a game, dude. That's insane. Holy shit! Yeah. That dude drank his milk. Yeah, that yeah, he uh, he definitely did it right. Um, and uh, yeah, that's just an interesting interesting bit. Um, the uh, other thing was, uh, I believe last night I watched the uh, the '91 uh, Twins hey. get a little uh, get a little uh, championship there over the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the infamous uh, leg lift of Kent Herbeck and uh, Ron Gant there. Um, yeah, just uh, just good stuff, man. Uh, you know, on the local level, and, and like I, I remember, you know, we talked about it in the group chat there. You know, we didn't have season tickets, but. I'll be damned if we didn't go to like twenty games that year. Dang! Remember the the hockey plexiglass we used to have? Yes. Mm-hmm. That was wild because the seats were like on the field pretty much, which they didn't, which yeah. were not before. Yeah, it was just wild, just cool, I'm- an awesome atmosphere. You know, just just how mm-hmm. loud those games were. Just so it was so different. And you know, I mean, we sound really jaded sometimes when you think like, oh man, I wish. Um, you know, wish I could, you know, wish, wish it would actually fill up and we have a, some good noise. You know what I mean? But like, man, it was loud there. Um, That's the one thing too. Like as much as we complain about being Minnesota sports fans, I know Elijah and me do it a lot just because of our Vikings love, but you know, we don't give enough credit that we did get two titles in four years with the twins and we were yeah. all alive for this regardless of age. I mean, I was, I was four and four and eight. Elijah, you were what seven and eleven, I think, six and ten, something yeah. like that. You know, and, and Jordan, you know, I think you were just coming out of the womb, little baby, baby over there. Um, okay. I, was, I, was, I was three and uh, I think three and six at the time. Was, was, oh, three right. and seven is four years apart. You can't be three. Yes. And there we go. My bad. <laughs> That's um, okay, I'm gonna back you up, huh? Um, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, God, I want to watch that movie though. But uh, like, we don't like. I don't want to say we don't give it the credit. You know what I mean? How Minnesota fans are like, this sucks. We're a loser town. We won two titles in four years. There's not many teams that can say that they've done that. And yeah. Like, we, like with the te- with the first Twins team that won, they were like probably the worst, probably the worst team to win a title in any sport too, which makes it even more crazy. Like Look at if- the 90 Twins too. They were like fifty nine win team before the yeah. before ninety one and we we went from like fifty nine and a hundred and five or whatever it was to winning the whole thing. Like yeah. so yeah, I mean I'm glad you say that because we had two awful teams that managed to do this. The uh, both of those teams were actually last to last to first uh, stories. 
Um, God, that's awesome. Glad you brought that up, Elijah. That's so and, awesome. Uh, I believe the 87 one. I think the 87 one, there's a reason why, like, uh, like they, I think they were one of the biggest um, – the biggest underdog wins to actually win a championship. And actually, I think both of them, I think the Braves were also a worst to last situation. Yeah. The, the uh, 91 team, both teams were worst to first, which is insane yeah. to think about. That's, that's the craziest thing I think I've seen as, as opposed to last year's NHL playoffs, where if not for two game sevens, seven of the eight most seeded teams would have won. So for like yeah. everybody who gives me crap about the Lightning getting swept by Columbus and whatnot, um, had not Washington and 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 Boston won in seven games, seven of the eight low seed teams would have won. Like that's yeah. unheard of. And I know it's because the NHL is so balanced now, which is why it, every year it continues to grow in popularity. Thankfully, one day Elijah will uh, sit over here and we'll we'll cuddle and watch hockey together one day. But <laughs> it's. It's because it's competitive, and the balancing is so well because they, they, you know, as much as people hate Gary Bettman, he's figured out how to make things well-structured, and he doesn't get enough credit for that at all. But yeah. that's the craziest thing I had seen since the two worst of first, like the worst NL and the worst AL team yeah. went to the Super Bowl and put on, or the World Series, excuse me, and put on one of the greatest World Series and had a one nothing 10-inning Game 7 with the same pitchers. Like, that's unreal. Yeah. Like you know, that inning? Why doesn't that – well, one, oh. there's, there's two things that bug me about that. I feel like that, that game in itself doesn't get enough play as far as one of the mm-hmm. best, like, pitching duels of a – you know, defensively, like – so many crazy moments and oh the fact God. that, like you said, they both went the distance. And then it still bugs me. Uh, again, granted, what did he get in last year? Two years ago? Jack Morris finally gets in the hall? Yeah. Like, you come know, on. Like, Dude, do, you, do you guys remember? It was it was like seventh inning, eighth inning. I can't remember, but they walk. Uh, or Ron Gant gets on base. They walk David Justice. And they to lead into, I think it was Terry Pendleton. It was Pendleton or, or Lemke. But yeah. It was to literally double play end the inning, and all of a sudden Morris gets behind like three zero, and then he comes back, strikes him out, and then strikes out the next batter. I think it was Olson, uh, the the catcher, whoever the catcher was, and gets out of it. And it was one yeah. of those where you could hear a pin drop because everybody knew let's get Justice out of the way, Gant's already there, let's let's just put it down, and then all of a sudden it's like uh oh, and it just was. It sounded like. It sounded like watching Monday Night Raw with fans or without fans. Everyone was on their hands. Nobody was saying a word. And then Morris gets out of it, and then goes two more innings and wins with a with a, with a shutout. Man, oh, it's so good! It's so good. They had such a sweet team, man. Like when you you know mentioning Mark Lemke, like so deep. David Justice, uh, oh. you still had you know like crazy pitching. You had Glavin. You had um, you had like good guys like Vinny Castilla. Uh, Steve Avery, Jeff, one of the pitchers, Jeff I Bowser. Think. I mean, yeah. just, just crazy. Oh, so I don't. Sweet. Was Smoltz a starter and still not a closer then? Um, let's see. Glavin was starting. Um, Smoltz, I think, might have been actually closing still. Because he was a starter before a closer. Then they had they had Steve Avery. I think was one of their pitchers, and I don't think they had no, Maddox yet. He was still a Cub. Yeah, he was he was the starter. No, they had Maddox. 
No, they had Glavin. They didn't have Maddox. No, he, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. They had, yeah. Yo, Glavin, I'm sorry. Yeah. They, only had their other, they only had their other Hall of Famer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, come on. Like, that's just stupid. Like, three Hall of Fame pitchers. Think, think like, about that. When, when they got Greg Maddox, they were comfortable enough that they could take John Smoltz, who was one of the best pitchers in the league, and go, hey, do you want to move to a closer role? Yeah, that's cool. Like, are you – like, you can't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can't have so many good pitchers that you take one of them and just go, hey, why don't we try this? That's a good idea. Then I could be out there every day. And it's like, ah, uh, no. And then they win 10 straight divisions because of it. Like, yeah, it was gross. God. It was just a sick team. Also, Hall of if Fame it wasn't John for Cox. baseball being uh, so hit or miss, like with teams winning, because, you know, it's so – I mean – Diamondbacks won, Marlins got two rings or whatever. Like, it's so it, – it's a crapshoot once you're in the playoffs. In most other sports, the Braves would have been the Patriots. They would have won five, six titles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're you know, absolutely right. That's just, that's just ridiculous how good that team was. And then they, they're like, oh, hey, let's get the crime dog Fred McGriff to help. Oh, that's so yeah. – oh, look, we got Chipper Jones in our AAA system. Let's bring him up. Like, yeah, just gross. Oh, Chipper, when he came up, too – Oh man, dude was awesome, man. Yeah, six. Elijah, squad. what's your favorite Chipper Jones baseball card? <laughs> I, I wasn't a big, I wasn't a big Chipper Jones guy. Oh, I was just hoping you were going to be like the 1996 Bowman Plus or something, just to throw something out there. I'd be like, nice. I'll, I'll tell you right now, mine was probably one of the 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 tops Crash the Game cards where it had the, like, <laughs> like a. Uh, it would either be silver and like team colors, so like that maroon, or it'd be like a bronze and copper or like gold, like off refractor crazy thing. Like that was tight. And then if you, if they hit a home run during a stretch of games, like uh, you would send that card in as a redeemable too. It was crazy. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I think my favorite might have been the '95, '96 Leaf cards where they had the names come down the left side because I had bought a box because that was the Hideo Noble rookie year. And I pulled mm. three Hideo Noble rookies. They were 15 bucks a piece in that box. And I was so yoked. I think I got a couple of Eric Carroll's in there too at the time. But Chipper Jones had a dope card in that set. Yo, I need, I, just for the record, I need you, at this point, I need you to do the impression if that's the case. Like we can't, if you're talking Ken Griffey rookie cards, opening right, boxes. All right, all right. No, you ready for this? You ready for this? This is actually how I found out that that was where Hideo Noble's first rookie card was because I hadn't seen it hit hit shinders yet. So I didn't know about it. One day I'm flipping through and I'm I'm just stoked. I'm like, all right, man, Dodgers got this new guy. Man, him and Carlos and Hollinsworth and Mondesi, man, we're, we're going to make a run. And I'm like, God, I'd love to collect a Hideo Noble card. And I flipped on, you know, one in the morning, channel like, 14 or whatever, and all of a sudden I see this dude with a mustache, and his name was Don West, and he's like, man, you have no idea what the next thing I'm going to bring to you is. We got the Leaf 1995 card box set, $89.99, and inside, don't you forget, you can get the Dale rookie card. We all know the Shizu, he was a fisherman. He played on the Kinnitsu Buffaloes, the Pacific League MVP. This was the Hideo Novo rookie card. All yours, eighty nine ninety five. Phones are open now. Thirty six packs. All cards in the back. 
Bobby's big fat 12 cards in a pack. And I tell you what, don't you fret, because there's the inserts. And inside one of the inserts, you can get the Chipper Jones home run card, baby. (laughs) I am sweating, by the way. (laughs) The Pacific League MVP. MVP in his rookie year, 1990. You kind of went Don West into Scott Steiner for a second there. Uh, It was hard. I start getting lightheaded and I forget what I'm impersonating, man. man. <laughs> when, you said, when you said MVP, I thought you were like, MVP. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought Elijah was going to hit me with a, ha, ha. <laughs> now, here's something that I just, I'm looking at it and I, I might be crazy. Holy shit. I, I literally... Could be crazy, but I thought this is a thing. Didn't Hideo Noma at one point play for the Cubs? Uh, I thought he had I a don't... short stint on the Cubs. I don't think he did. I thought he was a Dodger done. No, he, he played on the Mets. He played on the Brewers. He was on Detroit. He played on Boston. He went Holy back cow. to the Dodgers. He, was a, he played on the Kansas City Royals as far as 2008, I think. Holy bucks. Yeah, but I, but I'm looking at his Wikipedia and I don't see the Cubs. But I could have swore he was a Cub for like a year because I was jacked that he went to the Cubs. Huh? huh. Maybe I'm just way crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I forgot that he was. A, oh, you know, I forgot he was a Red Sox one year too. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah that, I remember now. Oh man, he did go everywhere. Yeah. So, okay, it's a no-go for Nomo and the Cubs. This is in the Chicago Tribune. When Hideo Nomo signed with the Cubs in March of 99, manager Jim Riggleman called it a win-win. But Friday afternoon, a brief career in the Cubs organization ended abruptly with his release. The Cubs gave up on Nomo after the 30-year-old right-hander declined the team's request to make two more starts for their class AAA farm team in Des Moines so they could evaluate him further. Nomo's contract stipulated the Cubs must bring him up after three starts in Iowa or release him so he could go elsewhere. So he was a Cub for a hot second. Oh, I remember this now. I was like 17, and my grandma, who was a diehard Cubs fan until the day she died, she's the reason I was a Cubs fan. Um, she had a biggest crush on Mark Grace, by the way. I'll tell you what. And I remember she, she, I always would just throw Nomo in her face. I'm like, you don't have Maddox anymore. You'll never get a guy like Hideo Nomo. And I'd be playing like all-star baseball 98 or whatever on like the PlayStation 2 and it was just terrible, but I liked it anyway. Like Dante Bichette was on the cover, I think, or something. <laughs> and uh, um, I just, I always wore my Nomo jersey and I loved it. And he went to the Cubs and my grandma was like, are you excited? And I was like, what? And she goes, your guy Nomo went to the Cubs. And I was like, all right, I'll, you know, I can live with that. And then she released, or they, when they got rid of him, my grandmother hated Jim Riggleman. The, the words I will never get out of my head is, he'd leave a pitcher in too long, and the pitcher would blow the game, and she'd be like, oh, Riggleman, you nitwit. And she'd be so pissed in her room, screaming <laughs> about Jim Riggleman. And when they cut Hideo Novo, she was like, how do you not keep a good pitcher when you don't know what the hell you're doing? I'm like, Grandma, I don't think it's his fault. And she's like, Riggleman's a nitwit. <laughs> that's yeah, why that's I always great. that's why I knew he was a cub. Like that's why I was helping. But no, he was a cub. I just gotta find it. <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome, I'm not man. Crazy. 
No, no I'm just saying, like, I know you're not. Like, it's, it, I, that's great. I just love the story behind it. Like, I just, that's what I think is just great. And that was grandma, my man. the one who said I'm not crazy, too. Totally oh, yeah. juke Jordan there. That was fantastic, Elijah. That's good. Um, I like it. <laughs> but, yeah, I just, in my, like, so I was like, no, he was a cub. I know for a fact he was a cub. Because my grandma stormed up and down, and my grandpa was like, I'm going downstairs and doing my exercises. And he does his, like, arms up, chest out, down. And he just would do that to keep his blood pressure down because she was nuts up watching the game. <laughs> He'd make her sit in her room in the corner, like, up in the bedroom in the corner of the house. She had to sit by herself watching these games. And he would stay downstairs because he didn't want to hear it. There was, <laughs> she told me about a game. It was Harding and Johnson hockey in like the thirties or forties when they were like, you know, and they went to school at Johnson or whatever. I think one of them went to Johnson and one went to Harding mm. and like in the middle of the, the game, I think, I think it was my grandma went to Harding and my grandpa went to Johnson and it was at Johnson and my grandma's standing up cheering for Harding and screaming. And I remember the story, <laughs> my grandpa looked at her and said, if you're not going to stop yelling, we're going to go home. And, like, literally told her that, like, in front of a crowd of people so she stopped cheering during this game. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so wild, funny. man. Yo, I, it was my uncle was the coach for Johnson, or Harding, one of the teams, and that's why she was cheering. And he was so embarrassed uh, that she wouldn't shut up. <laughs> that's super funny. But, yeah, no, um, she was baseball super fan, you know, like, ultimate. That's what got me into baseball, man. And I was, oh man, no more the Cubs, man! I can't believe they screwed that up. That is cool. No more that. That's a cool what if. You know what I mean? Because that was two or four years after his rookie year. He got hurt, so the Dodgers got rid of him. If I remember right. Yeah. So the Cubs picked him up, and they wanted him to do more rehab starts, and he's like, "No, I just want to play," and they wouldn't do it, so they released him because he didn't want to stay yeah. down there. Can you think of any other really cool like what ifs? Oh, I got a couple good, good one. Um, here's, here's, well, actually, play that clip I have for you. Oh, God, that's it. Joey, you're the man. Good, good one. Good one. Play that clip for me. Okay. It's been a really enjoyable NBA season so far. We realize that some of that enjoyment can be traced back to a moment that happened three years ago. In December 2011, Chris Paul became a Laker for about 45 minutes. It was a three-team trade. Lakers, Hornets, Rockets. Kyle Gasol to Houston, Goran Dragic, Kevin Martin, Louis Gola, Lamar Odom, Kim Kardashian, and a first-rounder to New Orleans. CP3 to the Lakers. Cue up Showtime 2.0. Nicholson would have been so happy. Okay, so what if David Stern didn't veto the trade? Let's see where those dominoes scatter. Houston can't make 2012's James Harden trade, not enough assets. Harden stays in OKC, and the Thunder might have a title or three. No Harden in Houston means no Dwight in Houston. So I think Dork Elvis works for Grantland right now. Does Dwight jump to Dallas in 2013? Does he stay with Kobe and CP3 in L.A.? Would we be calling them the big three? Toronto gets Steve Nash, not Kyle Lowry, so they're a lottery team. Where does Kyle Lowry go? 2012 New Orleans wins 40-plus games, so they're not getting the number one pick. Meaning no Anthony Davis in New Orleans. He could be carrying Charlotte or Washington right now. No Dragic in Phoenix. No Eric Bledsoe either. He's still a clipper. No fun for Phoenix, basically. And Lob City never happens without CP3. So the clips don't fetch $2 billion, And maybe Doc just stays in Boston. Maybe Brad Stevens never comes to the NBA. Maybe Brooklyn doesn't trade for KG and Pierce. Maybe Boston doesn't get all those Brooklyn picks. Or maybe Doc Rivers jumps to the Lakers. CP3, Kobe, Dwight, and Doc? Maybe Kobe doesn't break down in 2013. 
Maybe we're headed for a Lakers-Cavs finals right now. Maybe the Lakers would have a present and a future. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Dominoes. Woo! It's just so crazy to think about wow. all those things that one move didn't happen. That was the thing I was telling you about Elijah earlier that I was going to get the sound clip for. Where okay. it was like, Bill Simmons, this was in 2014, by the way, who heard the clip, December of 2014, so a little over five years ago. But it's just crazy to think that that was what happened. You know, like he said, if that trade doesn't happen, Daryl Morey can't get James Harden because he doesn't have those assets. Yeah. Like, that stops that from happening. Lob City doesn't happen. Who knows what happens with the Clippers thing with, with Donald Sterling? Obviously, he probably isn't in power still, but his yeah. team would have been so low-key and still bad that maybe nobody even makes, it, makes like, a big deal like about everything to, to make it what it became to get him out because of what he was doing. And maybe yeah. nobody ever finds out about that. Like it's just the domino effects were just, it's just light years. And it's I all think, because Stern agreed to a trade and then he gets bullied into vetoing the trade, even though he was the acting GM. Go ahead, Elijah. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I still think the Sterling stuff would have came out probably. probably. Every, everyone hates Sterling. Like, yeah. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like the team, the team would have never became like a big deal, which is part of it. Is it got him all the media coverage too? Like I, I think you're right. Like obviously this was a different situation, but it's just they would have never became what they became. Hmm. I the Doc Rivers maybe never leaving Boston then, which means Brad Stevens may have never came in the league is wild to think about. Yeah. Anthony Davis would have never been a, a on the Pelicans. That's crazy to think. He would have been with he might have been with John Wall and Brad Beal. All right. Here's my here's my change on Brad Stevens one. He still comes to the league but not in Boston. Yeah, that that's probably you're right. You're you're I think you're hundred percent right. But where does he go? Does he build the same culture? Does he make because he's he's one of the like the few bat or college guys that actually has succeeded, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. Just, it's weird to think about. Uh but but leading into this, what why I brought this up. And I mentioned, excuse me, these two to Elijah earlier when we were talking, and I wanted to get your opinion on this, Jordan. It came out maybe three, four days ago on, on a podcast I was listening to that in 2001, I think it was, or 2002, the year the Lakers 4-1 Philly on the Iverson crossover of Ty Lue, that series. Yeah, yeah. There was a trade in place that would have sent – Tracy McGrady from the Raptors to the Philadelphia 76ers. And hmm. Toronto got cold feet. Wow. And as I, which answers the question I had earlier, Elijah, that I didn't know the answer to when you, when you asked about it, it was, it was Toronto that had the cold feet. Yeah. What was, what was that? Do you know what the pieces were involved? No, I just McGrady. McGrady basically said that this was going to happen, and they they didn't do it. But he didn't enlist what the pieces were. I can try to do some digging while we're on air and see if I can find it. Um, but that was that was the main take out of it. But what I what I want to ask you, Jordan, is I don't know if that team still would have beaten that Lakers team because that team was just so good. I mean, they they yeah. went fifteen and one in the playoffs that year. They swept Portland, they swept Phoenix, and swept San Antonio, and then Iverson willed them to a one win, and that was it. Hmm. But where do you think McGrady and Ivo would have ended up finishing as like a duo in all-time history? 
obviously, I think Clay and Steph, because of how well they work together and how great they are with their shooting yeah. and defense with, with Clay, is the greatest backcourt in ever. Um, without seeing enough 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 video but seeing statistics and, and hearing and reading things I know Goodrich and Jerry West is, is regarded as one of the best ever too I think depending where it goes with Harden and Westbrook and they can play if they play together a long time I mean they're so good it's working better than Harden and Paul did but where do you think McGrady and Ivo could have ended up that um, that that is a tough one I ah. Uh... Because I still look at – it's funny, the Westbrook. You, you mentioned Westbrook. I look at Allen Iverson like a smaller Westbrook. You know what I mean? He scores. And people say, like, Westbrook's stat pads. I'm not, I'm not going to get into that portion of it. But when you look at the stats, they're, they're hustle stats, okay? And I feel mm-hmm. like Iverson kept the ball in his hands because he was a hustle guy. You know what I mean? T-Mac is a shooting guard. He was a great – he was a good scorer, but, like – T Mac is one I don't of the know. best scorers of all time. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, but but, but, you know what I mean? like, but like he, I I don't look at him as a creator for some reason. I don't know why I don't look at him as oh, a creator, he, he whereas could, I look at Iverson create. like that. He could create. He was very good with like getting his teammates involved for all the scoring that he did. He was very he was a very good playmaker. Yeah. Like he could he could do it all like when he was in his prime and when he so wasn't I, like injured. I got the trade info. I got the trade info. I found it. By the way, to, to, to back your point, Elijah, the four years where he ended – after this, he left. Part of the reason they didn't do it, I guess, is Toronto thought they could keep him, which obviously they're wrong, and he went to Orlando. The four years that he spent with Orlando, he averaged 28.1 points, seven boards, and 5.2 assists wow. in, Orla- in Orlando. So that was part <laughs> of it is they thought they, they could keep him to play with Vince Carter. So the Sixers – they had offered Larry Hughes and a first-round pick for McGrady. Hmm. That would I would I would have had cold feet on that on that yeah. one. Yeah, so I was going to say like Philadelphia back then didn't have and it was it was in December too. So if they, you think about it too, you yeah. had like and I want you to make your point here in a second. Um, you had basically six months where you had McGrady. And it was, do, do we keep him for six months and hope to keep him? Or do we add a guy like Larry Hughes who would, who would be a starter for us for the rest of his career at a first? You know what I mean? But go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't think Philly had much to offer anyways because that team was basically Allen Iverson and a bunch of role players. Mm-hmm. So I, I could see why Toronto would get cold feet because – they're giving up a lot and not getting a whole lot in return, honestly. And it almost sucks they didn't do it. Like, if you're Toronto, it's like, shit, Larry Hughes could have started for us. And we would have got a first rounder instead we got nothing. But that's that's the risk you got to take with a guy like that. Yeah. You know? um, it talks about, too, um, with, with the 2001 finals and the Lakers. McGrady undoubtedly would have been an upgrade for Philly, whether he replaced George Lynch at small forward or played at the two and pushed Eric Snow to the bench to go off of Jordan's fight with him at the two. The, uh, just to jump back real quick on the Sixers, they did have um, Dikembe Mutombo still clogging that lane really well, averaging two and a half blocks a, a game, um, 10 boards and about 10 points. Um, kind of tanded that up with uh, Theo Ratliff. So it was, it was like Bigs and Iverson. Yeah, and that's Ratliff, it. I, 
That would have, you know, that score would have been so, something else to help. Because yeah. then after that, they couldn't get past Kerry Kittles and Steph and or Jason Kidd and uh, Keith Van Horden and, and, and Kenyon Martin and those guys in New Jersey. They couldn't yeah. get past the Nets. Because the Nets went to back-to-back finals, lost to the Spurs and the Lakers, I think. Yep. Because um, that was the Duncan rookie year. No, that was before that. I'm sorry. Um, but... You know, that, it was it was hard. Kerry Kittles, he was tight. But it's just, mm-hmm. it was a crazy one. Here's another one if that leads directly from this. So the same offseason when Orlando signed Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill, I posed this to Elijah, I'm going to pose it to you, Jordan. Do you remember that the Orlando Magic had offered a max contract to a third person that offseason? Oh, I don't remember who. I just said his name, Tim Duncan. They were trying to put together Duncan, McGrady, and Grant Hill to play the 2-3 and the 4. And Duncan mm. chose to stay with the Spurs because of Manu starting to, you know, doing his thing and, and Tony Parker starting to come together and it being his team and his love for Popovich. But there was a small moment where there would have been a McGrady, Grant Hill, and Tim Duncan combination on the same team in, like, 2001. That would have been sweet. That would have been real sweet, actually. Like, I, um, would that have been the best three person? Like that that's gotta be the best trio ever. Probably. And I mean, even if even if uh Grant Hill gets hurt like he did. <laughs> so, yeah. T Mac and Tim Duncan like are like they would be perfect together. Do you think it would have they could have won, or do you think it would have been the same as with Yao Ming where they just the two of them didn't have enough pieces to make it work together. No. Yao Ming was, like, people don't give that dude enough credit. He was No, incredible. he was really good. Holy shit, was he good. But, I mean, Tim Duncan, like I said, I think he's the greatest power forward that's ever played basketball. So that's a different, that's a different story. But, you, you know, and Elijah, let me ask you this. Do you think having Tim Duncan might have saved Grant Hill's career because he could have took it an easier? Mm. Possibly. Probably. Uh, yeah, Possibly. But he I mean, didn't have I mean, to do all that work. I think wasn't Grant Hill's injury kind of a a freak, like just kind of like just happened and like he had to have surgery. And I think the big reason why he couldn't get back and why he got hurt is because he got like a really bad staph infection or something. Oh, like he, he almost like he almost died, I believe. Yeah, that's a good question. Let's see. Grant Hill. Skip. They actually say uh, he, he says that he, it was misdiagnosed as uh, something that occurred. Um, Sorry, say that again. Uh, I apologize. He, he said it was uh, it was misdiagnosed is what uh, may have uh, led to it. Um, he said the the Pistons medical staff uh, didn't uh, didn't quite uh, and so he played out and did even more played. damage. He only played four games his first year with the Magic, 14 in the second, 29 in the third, set out the entire fourth year. Crazy. Meanwhile, the Pistons, who got Chucky Atkins and Ben Wallace in the deal, beat the Magic in the playoffs in 03, lost to the Nets in, in the finals, which we talked about because that team went back-to-back, and then yep. in 04 won the title against the Lakers. Yep. March 2003, Hill underwent a major surgical procedure in which doctors refractured his ankle and realigned it with his leg bone. Five days after surgery was performed, 
still developed a 104.5 degree Fahrenheit fever and convulsions and was rushed to a hospital. Doctors removed a splinter on his ankle and discovered that Hill had contacted a potentially fatal uh, methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus infection. Sorry about that. He was hospitalized for a week and had to be taken to an uh, intraventrous antibiotic for six months. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, that that's probably, I think that's a big reason why he did not play much in Orlando because that injury just hmm. kind of, a long recovery from that crap. Like, what a yeah. huge what if, though, if Orlando would have put that together, man. Yeah. Well, what if they would have kept, kept Shaq? <laughs> well, there, there was no way they were going to beat, uh, they were going to beat Dr. Buckley. <laughs> I mean, that dude was like the godfather. Going to make oh, I know, but but you know what I mean. Like you know, they made a play. Yeah. You know, they, they tried to get him. Like it was just one of those things. What if he just said no? You know. No, that yeah, that's that's fair because that team: Horace Grant, Dennis Scott, Nick Anderson, Shaq, and Penny Hardaway. Oh man, that was a squad. Well, that, yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons too why I think that um, Akeem Olajuwon and that Rockets team doesn't get enough credit. Well, because of how good they were. Like, I, like, could they have beaten a Bulls team? I think there's a chance they could have, way better than Utah. Well, they definitely have the bigs, but at the same time, they, they like, and that would have been the big, the big point against them. But the the Bulls have always done well against better centers. I mean, they've they've always beaten Patrick Ewing. They always beaten, you know, uh, they they beat Shaq in the uh, in the gimmick. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, you look at the 90, 95 Bulls when Jordan came back. They, nobody ever talks about it, but Jordan lost to the Magic that year. Yeah. You know? But, okay, so let me ask the you. Rockets, the Rockets had a lot of, like, the Rockets in those runs had, had like, a really good inside-outside game with, oh my God. Well, Elijah, yeah. with Elijah kicking it out to, like, Kenny Anderson and Mario Elliott. He doesn't get like, enough look at Look at their two point guards, Sam Cassell. Oh, and Ken Smith. Yeah. They they had Vernon Maxwell at the wing. They had Robert Ory, Akeem Olajuwon. They had Mario Ellie, who was a defensive nutcase. They and still had be. Drexler, who wasn't bad at all. Um, Otis Thorpe. Mm. Like they had a team, man. Like you, I mean, like you said, Elijah, Olajuwon, man, he could. People don't realize how good that dude was, dude. Like, there's a reason why he came in and won two titles in between the GOAT winning six. And I think there is a decent chance that that team would have did what Utah couldn't do. Yeah. Because I under, like, I mean, look, let's, let's put it this way. Let's, let's compare the two teams. You, you had, I mean, who's your starter? Is it, is it Sam? You, you starting. Sam Cassell came off the bench, I believe. Sam Cassell started one game. Yep, Kenny Smith started 81. Okay, so so are we taking Kenny Smith or are we taking Ron Harper, I guess, at that time? Kenny Smith. I would say this, though, for, with the Bulls' offense, like they don't really – back then, triangle, you don't really need a – that's true. Point That's doesn't really handle the handle the ball much. Like all you really need your point guard to do is hit some open hit some open three pointers yeah. and probably play some defense. That's fair. 
that's fair. You, you're right at that point. I I just I well, look Kenny at Kenny Anderson like, was a better player though, like at that time. Kenny Smith, yeah, he was really Kenny good. Kenny Smith, man. yeah. Rodman wouldn't have been able to be Rodman because of Thorpe and Olajuwon. I don't think. I think that that hinders Rodman. Hmm. Definitely a better like it. Definitely would be a tougher match matchup for him you know, for Rodman. I mean, like you think Rodman gave a shit about Greg Ostertag? He punched that punk in the neck. He yeah. said, "Get out of here." Elijah would have gave him the biggest Billy Gunn tilt to world backbreaker you've ever seen. <laughs> like he, he wants to play it around, man. And you know, Drexler still started thirty-four games. I mean, he was still serviceable. You know, he averaged twenty-one points in, in thirty-seven minutes that year, the ninety-five year. That's crazy. They had six yeah. guys in double figures. I don't know. I just – I don't think people give that Rockets – that two-year Rocket team enough credit. That's all I, nope. I guess I'm going for. And I don't – you know, and I can't say it. It's the same thing, like I said, about the 91 Bulls-Lakers championship. Call me biased. But game one, the Lakers handled the Bulls, but Worthy got hurt. When Worthy got hurt, nobody could stop Scotty, and they won four in a row. If Worthy doesn't get hurt, I don't think the Bulls beat Worthy in the Lakers. Like, I don't think they beat the Lakers. And that's just because that was the, the final coup de gras year of that amazing Showtime Laker era, which is nothing against the Bulls because it's, you didn't lose to no bums by any means. Yeah. But I just, you know, people don't, people don't put that, you know, everyone just goes, oh, they smoked them. Well, you got to look at the context. It's the same yeah. thing as that Cavs uh, Warriors when the Warriors blew the 3-1 lead. If, if Draymond yeah. doesn't get that BS suspension, you know, who knows what happens? You know, you look at the, the Raptors series, Clay and Durant got hurt and they still almost won. You know, so, yeah. so you have God, to look at crazy. the context of everything. I mean, those dudes missed an entire year and they still almost won the series. But people don't look at those contexts. And the Rockets Bulls one is a little bit different because it's taking a what if scenario, but doing so in that what if, it's just you got to give that Houston team more credit than they got. Rudy Tomjanovich was a fantastic coach. Wish we had, uh, also a Hall of Famer this year. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, he did. What a hell, what a Hall of Fame class, by the way, with him and the big three. But you know, yeah, Tomjanovich didn't do that for the Lakers, but you know, neither did Dell Harris. But that's okay. But- Dell Harris, Dell Harris, <laughs> Del Harris kind of. Remember his hair? He looked like Phil Donahue. <laughs> Oh, he'd pull the people and he'd look at Nick Van Axel and, and Eddie Jones and he'd go, when we come back. <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> when we come back. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was man, cool. It's, Very cool. It's such a um, good what if. I love what ifs in the Like, I love the what ifs that have good context behind them where you really can look at the stuff and go, holy man. This would be so cool if this would have ever played out. Yeah, you know, and and, and that's one of those things. Um, let's see, uh, you know, the what ifs. Well, now we're going to be looking at a what if, um, you know, twenty twenty with the Masters, and uh, and since it's postponed and you don't get to see, Tiger was playing good golf all all early season long. Oh man, um, his his Masters win when he ran over and hugged his kid, I cried. And I was oh, like, I know, but I'm saying, you need to come here and watch this. <laughs> so, 
So, but that's the thing. It's like, so he was playing good golf this year coming into the Masters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, Tiger in the Masters, like, that's just, one, it's, it's ratings all day. But, two, it uh, doesn't get much better. Um, oh. So I was like, you, you have to enjoy this with me because we'll never see this again probably. Like, you have to come. And you, Paw Patrol! I'm like, just shut up and watch this Tiger thing, kid. There you go. I knew you can tell him the story how you had him with the lap. Uh, you know, he was on your lap when Tiger <laughs> sunk the putt. And, you know, oh, but like... Oh. Um, but uh, I got a little three strikes for you. Woo! I figure golf being maybe one of our least talked about sports, um, right next to hockey, um, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I figure, I, figure I, I wagered myself that you guys would not get the last ten Masters winners. Oh shit. I won't. I, and and so that being said, uh, rather than playing three strikes, we're playing three bogeys. Right now you're sitting at par, okay? Oh! <laughs> you're sitting at par, all right? And um, I'm going to give you three bogeys, and we'll see what your score is uh, for these, uh, for these not, Man, know, this ten guys. Fair. <laughs> are we alternating, or should we do this? Are we doing this as a team? You'll do this as a team, um, and I'm going to say I'm going to say I'll say Ryan first because he knows. But just to save time, I'm going to say you know Tiger Woods won last year, so boom, that's gone. Now you only got to get nine. You're just playing the you're playing the back nine, guys. All you're doing is playing the back nine. Elijah, I think I think I can pull this off, but I'm gonna. I think there's one I don't know because I'm already thinking about this, and I think I know all of them, but I there's. I can only think of eight people in my head, or seven right. people, because one one guy won it twice. So I'm gonna need you for sure for one of them. Okay. So do you want me to start listing, or do you want to talk these out together? Just start listing. Okay. The All first right. one I remember because he won me a shit ton of money on DraftKings when I did it with Nick Hagberg. It's Danny Willett. Danny Willett. Yep. Danny Willett won 2016. Um, I know Bubba Watson has won it twice in the last like Bubba eight Watson, years. You are c- correct, 2012 and 2014. So now you got three. I, you're three under right now, guys. I know Phil won one. I think this decade. Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You are lucky, sir. That's the uh, the 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 bookend to this one. Uh, okay. 2010. Yeah. Because I remember that was the big thing. Um, I'll take the easy way out and take Jordan Spieth and Patrick Reed because they've been like the dudes. Okay. So Reed obviously won it in 2018, Spieth in 2015. Spieth's family, by the way, some of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Um, and I knew the, the Spieth uh, one because it's been all over the bottom line of this day in history today. Yeah. So. Uh, and the so other one I know is the Australian cat because um, our friend Josh Scott, uh, New England Patriots fan, would always joke and go, he's my long-lost relative, and that's Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Look at that. I like that. All right. So, now I don't know. You got Bubba. <laughs> you got Scott. You got Steve. You got Willett. You got Reed and Wood. You got one. Uh, well, that's going to be uh, two. Uh, but I think you got three left then. What about McElroy? Hmm. McElroy, I believe, has one majors, but not the Masters. Oh, he has one. Uh, yeah, but that calls it a strike. That is indeed a strike. Was that um, a we bogey, have eight. if you will? We need two more. We need two more. 
Do you remember? We got, we yeah, got you're right. I, I, Bubba, I, yeah, yeah, Watson twice um, is the, uh, the okay, my gimmick there. Let's think about some of these guys here. Ernie Els? No, no, no. He definitely. That was like 30 years ago. He was. Buzzy <laughs> <laughs> Zeller. No, I don't think he, I'm I don't not counting these guys. Sergio Martinez. Sergio, Sergio Rodriguez. Sergio Garcia. He won it like 2017. Sergio Garcia. I will take that. Sergio Garcia. I, I will like give you Sergio Garcia. Uh, Let's go. Any other, Let's go. All right. So you, you got one actual bogey. I just gave you a bunch of free ones with Elijah rifling off. Okay, Elijah, uh, shut your dick so now, unless you have a real answer. Jack so, Nicholas. Now you, got two, you got two real ones uh, to go. Next state right. guess. Don't don't guess unless you think one. it's a real one. We only have one. We only need one. Oh yeah, you only need one, but you got two strikes, is what I'm saying. Oh, those counted is when he was just randomly naming things. You got, you're you got two. Whack. Oh damn it! I can't believe you counted those, Jordan. I, well, Jordan yeah, I gave, he said like five names, and he gave one that led to you getting Sergio. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, that's fair. So I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting. Whack. Say five names. Whack. You know I was joking. Those but you, but ridiculous. you riffed. You riffed one that gave him the answer, and that's that's why I have to count one. Whack. Because you would have got the name wrong if Whack. you would have said it. Whack. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. All right. Just... There was a guy. More. Ryan, I got nothing. I'm sorry, man. No, like... no, you said this. I so. There's, ahead, hold on, just, just give me a second. There's a dude who won it, but I don't, I don't think it was in the last ten. I think it was in like 2006 or eight or seven or something. But he was from South Africa, and he won it because they talked about he's the last guy since Gary Player to win it from South Africa. So I don't think it was in the last time period. So that's why I don't think it was. Give me, oh my God! Okay, these are not guesses. I have two people in mind, Elijah. I have Zach Johnson, and I have Angel Cabrera because he got hot. A dude from Argentina by the end of it. I think I've I've heard the name Angel Cabrera before. Let's go Angel Cabrera for the win. Cabrera was two thousand and nine outside of the. Uh... <laughs> Outside of it, just outside. I'm sorry. It's South African dude, like it is Trevor the South African. It's Charles Wurzel is oh what, uh, what you were looking I for there. Never, I knew it was the country. I I couldn't, and that's the thing is, I I was I'm like I'm like oh what am I gonna do? I I couldn't make any noises. I'm over here. I'm over you here gasping for air. I'm like oh man, he's right there. He's right on the doorstep, oh and he didn't open the door. He didn't open the door at all, folks. So yes, there there you are with your triple bogey. You would have got obviously with Angel. The Angel was or I the other right? one, you would have been wrong. Was on. I right that there was a dude before this from South Africa that won? Excuse me, that won it. Trevor Schwartz. something. Trevor Holiday. Nope. Trevor uh, Immelman. Oh, Trevor Immelman. Oh, but he was, he was before this. Oh, so it was. Oh my God, Charles Schwartz was South Africa. That was the Gary Player guy. God oh, damn it. I can't believe I got, I, I'm taking that as a freaking W. That's nine of the Masters. Well, yeah, you got nine. You did. You guys did good. Oh! You did pretty good. 
to pick a three strikes for a sport we like don't even pay attention to. Hey bro, I got hey. nine. I'm proud of that shit. Don't don't get me wrong. Look, and I'll take this. I'll, I'll say this. Even if you would have gave us that extra strike, I would have never got Charles Schwartzel. So we yeah, would have never. Won the thing is, like you, you gave two names there, and neither one of them were Schwartzel. So I mean, yeah. it was, it was one of those Zach things. Johnson, like, did Zach Johnson win a major? No, he. I believe he's won major. Uh, but uh, I don't think he's actually won the. Um, not he's not the one the Masters. Um, he has won the Masters. I'm gonna no, Google it. No. Sorry, buddy. Oh, uh, 2007. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, okay. that was. Uh, oh, yeah. I hit, you mean to tell me I had 2007, 8, 9, and then missed the one in the decade. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wish you would have just said he did. That was wrong. Oh, Damn I'm it. sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. Sorry, I love this strike. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that. I mean, my God bless America. All yeah, right, that's, uh, pretty stellar there. Pretty good run. Pretty good run. Elijah, we almost had that, bro. You were you were right there with me. You were carrying my. Oh, well, that was all you, man. That's why you were my caddy. Bagger Vance. <laughs> oh shit, that guy. We're gonna watch Elijah uh, Bagger Vance. <laughs> unforgivable. Unforgivable. It's a lead night. <laughs> now, Jordan, I, I know you had that other one, but I also had that draft one. Do you want me to do the draft one before your three strikes, or do you want to do three strikes and I do my draft quiz? Let's. You know, if you're going to go into the draft, um, I want to save mine because one might. Ooh, one might uh, supersede the the other as far as information goes. Who 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 who's do you want to have the advantage here as far as I go? Well, um, I don't think mine's gonna have anything to do with most of yours. Okay, okay, okay. So let's uh, let's do it then. Three strikes. All right. Uh, let's get and it's get the last fifteen number one picks in the NFL draft. In the NFL draft. Jameis Winston. Okay, that's one. 2015. Um, who, who was last year? Oh, Miles Garrett's one. 2017. Um, who, why can't we think of who last year was? God, I don't know why. Uh, who was last year's? Who had the number one pick last year? <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Last fifteen years, can is it is it against the rules if I ask you what the 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 farthest back we're going is? The last year we're going back is two thousand and five. Oh, I, I guess I gotta figure that out. I'm thinking um, of a I'm thinking of a quarterback. Okay, that all right, all right. Was, that, was a, that was a, that was a number one pick. Was that Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck was 2012. You're still good. Oh, okay. Yep, I got one. Baker Mayfield. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, 2018. Who the? Oh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. <laughs> God, like, how did how did you guys not get? How did I not get that? Yeah, I was like, I, and that's the thing is like I'm not saying nothing. I'm like. All right, all right. God, so, I'm still shook from screwing up the golf one. 
no, no, Jamarcus Sammy B, 2010, Oklahoma University. Alex Smith? Ooh, bookend, baby. Alex Smith, 2005. Um, Eli Manning. Ooh. That's a strike. Excuse me. (laughs) Okay, I went too far. Elijah, um, what else we got? Who was the, the lineman the Chiefs took? Oh, what the hell was his name? Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher. 2013, Eric Fisher. Okay. Um, I think, isn't there a running back? So hard. Isn't there, isn't no, there a running back running somewhere? Back. No, there, I don't want that high. It's, it's a lot of quarterbacks. I, I was going to say a running back I got picked, like, unexpectedly high, but maybe I'm wrong. 2011, Cam Newton. You are correct. Who? Who's your running back? We got two strikes. What do you want to play with? We got a little uh, wiggle room. I'll skip the running back. Are you sure? Yeah, thinking, yeah. Okay. Um, there's more. There's guy. Um, what years do we not have, Jordan? Matt Stafford. Yeah, good call. 2009, Matt Stafford. You're good. Okay. What do we? How? What years don't we have? You need 2006, 2008. Uh, 2014, 2016. Really? For, uh, Jared Goff, he was 2016. There you go. Boom. Because that was the Carson Wentz year. Yep. God. We, we, have, we have two strikes and three people. We have two strikes? We have one no, strike. You have two, I mean, we have like, yeah. two strikes to play with. Oh, okay. Didn't Miami take Jake Long? Before he went to the Rams, or though no, that was Chris Long. Oh yeah, give it to me, give it to me. I didn't even see it. <laughs> we got lucky because I changed it to Chris Long and he gave it to oh, us. Yeah, you, you, got, you, you got lucky. I was getting in there. Oh you, you yeah, baby. Me. Woo! <laughs> All right. Let's go. That was a fluke, Elijah. I just want to uh, hell yeah. Two strikes, was, oh, two picks. Yeah. What do you, what's going to okay. happen first here? I, what years are we missing? 2006, 2014. Oh, my God. Okay. We got to – okay. 2015 was, was the Winston draft, I think. Yeah. So, the year before Winston, who sucked? God, 2014. Who was terrible back then? God, we're gonna we're gonna Brown. <laughs> okay, okay, you said Brown. <laughs> now this doesn't count as a pick. Was Courtney Brown a first round or the number one pick? The dude who got his eye poked out. No, that's Orlando Brown. Courtney Brown was uh he was Courtney Brown was a defensive end from Penn State and I believe he was the number one pick in one draft, but I don't know if it was in in our time frame cuz it's going to be close cause he was in the draft with LeVar Arrington like I believe Oh shit, that's that's probably too far. Did, I don't was he really with LeVar Arrington? Yeah, they were teammates at Penn State. God, LeVar Arrington was Freaking awesome! God, I'm trying to think of some positions because 
it's usually quarterbacks and oh, linemen. Oh, Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney. Yeah. One of my favorite drafts because me being uh, an anti-Michigan fan, but also how many times can we see him knock the living oh, helmet beautiful. out of that Michigan oh, player? My oh, my God. In the bowl game, just woof. That helmet went like seven yards. It was amazing. Uh, lit him up. Jadavian Clowney, 2014. Two strikes Ooh. to go. One name left. Are um, you going to go two for two okay. on three strikes? Dude, if we go, if we miss it by one again, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> like, this, like, I brag about sports knowledge and I'm like faltering. Okay. What about J.J. Watt? Can you say it like, like Chris Berman? No, no, I'm, I'm talking to Elijah. I'm talking to Elijah. J.J. Watt, Watt was, um, I don't know if he was the number one overall pick. I'm pretty okay. sure he was in the first round, but I don't think he was number one overall. I feel like the Texans, year, had, the Texans have had multiple number ones. I'm trying to think of so. Oh, I got it. Mario Williams. Mario Williams. Yeah. Go for it. I'm with it. Mario you Williams. Two, yeah. You are two for two in yeah. your, uh, three strikes today. No, we lost the uh, golf ball. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Today. Yes, yeah, I'm sorry. You're, hey, you're, man, one, man, you're man, one and one. I'm sorry. Yeah, Eliza, good shit, bro. Because I remember the Texans had had another first rounder and it was an offensive guy. I couldn't remember his name, so I thought J.J. Watt. Oh, good, good play. See, you made up for the Masters one. That was fantastic. Let's <laughs> yeah, go, baby. God, I wish you had a it's third okay. one, Jordan. I'm, I'm over here. Sorry. I'm so excited. I am sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, you know. Actually, maybe. Hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, let me see if I can populate this next list because maybe it will really uh, make people um, <laughs> really make think about what occurred um, when this happened. How about? Well, he, no, I got you right here. I got you right here. Nope, right now. All right, we'll go. Um, hmm. We'll do. We'll do. We'll do same thing. Fifteen years. This one, it's still going to be tough, though. Second pick overall. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I'll drop it. I, I'll I, drop it down to ten. I'll drop it down to ten. I mean, I can't. Oh, I think no overall pick. I can't. I don't think there's I, any way I'm going to pull this off either. I know one of them's Greg. I know one's Greg Robinson. There you go. You got 2014 right there. Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, 2016, right there. Marcus Mariota. Yep, Mariota. Oh, you, got, you got three in a row. 2015. You got. You just got 2014, 15, 16, baby. Let's go. Let's uh, who go. went after Kyler Murray last year? Who went after Kyler Murray last year? Who? God, who had the second? I can't even think of who had the second pick last year. Um, is one of them? Who was that? Um. Who was the the guy that the um, shit the Eric Fisher draft? I didn't the Titans take Nick a line. Matthews. I'm sorry, say they, that again. They took Jake Matthews that draft, Ryan. No, it was another offensive tackle. Don't count that. Don't count that. Don't count that. Oh, Don't count that. No, oh no, talking, you guys are talking Jake to each Matthews. other. No, there's no pick there. Jake Matthews went to the Falcons. Sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, there um, was another offensive tackle. Um, he was from Michigan, Taylor. Taylor. No, Luan. that wasn't Taylor Lewan. I know you're talking about, but I'm I'm talking myself into a into a circle because I'm I, it wasn't him. He went later in that draft, I think. Um. Oh, I know too. I know too. Right off the bat, but I don't remember the lineman. Last year was Saquon. Boom, Saquon Barkley. And then 2017, uh, Elijah was the one that we had the the draft board of, and we laughed when the Niners swindled this team. Do you remember who it is? Trubisky. Yep, it's Trubisky. <laughs> you guys are killing it. Let's go. No, and no strikes. Say, and you're not. Saquon, you got twenty. You got twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. That's what you back. Yeah, that um, was the running back I was thinking of that. Andrew really. Luck draft, the Redskins took RG3 because I drove to Wisconsin to go to River Falls to buy a bootleg jersey from Joe Nielsen. I have pictures 20, of it. 2012, baby, let's go. Okay, all right, so we're missing four? Uh, let's see, so you got 2018, 2017, 2016, uh, 2015, 2014, 2012, and that's where you're at. You still got, you still got a half, if we're going to 15, you got to go, you guys still got a ways to go. Well, I thought we were only doing 10. Well, you guys are on a roll, so we might as well go on. If you get 10 before you get 15, that's okay. That We'll call that a good victory. Okay. Um, oh, shit. So if we're going to 2005, okay. Um, all right, I'm going to go on a little Philip Rivers. No, that was like, that was 2004. Oh, because, shit. And no, he wasn't number two. He was like number five. But we're not doing that. that. Yeah, because okay. that was the Giants-Chargers trade. Elijah, Elijah, hmm. hear me out of this and tell me your thoughts. Remember when I said that I thought Jake, or Jake Long was the number one pick, and then I said, wait, didn't the Rams trade or whatever and take Chris Long? Yeah. Jordan, Chris Long. Number, yes, 2008. Yeah, that was nice. a push. Oh, um, okay. let's see. I, I, God, I, I don't know about this one, Ryan. This is just, me and Ryan are just talking right now. All right, Jordan, cool. so, so you tell you tell me when it's an actual pick. Say just say pick. Okay. All man, I'm, is Alden Smith? No, he was like later. He was like late because I remember he was projected high, but he got into trouble and he fell to the Niners. And the Niners were all like super stoked, and everyone gave the Niners shit, and they ended up cutting him. The Jaguars are the ones that took that tackle. What was that tackle the Jaguars took, Elijah? Um, The Jaguars, it was the Eric Fisher one, the one I was thinking of with the Titans. It was the Jaguars, same division. Um, The hell was his name? Luke Jokel. Luke Jokel. Yes. 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 Okay. All right. I don't, I'm running out of ammo, bro. Me too. (laughs) Um, there's, uh, Which ones are we missing now? So, so if you're if you're doing the just the ten year one, you're missing uh, 2011 and 2010. Okay. 2010. Oh, and, 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 and 2009. Oh, Reggie, Reggie Bush has got to be one of Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Like 
Reggie Bush is 06, so that's the deep that's the deep cut right there. Okay. Um, that's oh, still, Megatron. Still good. Megatron. Megatron is also good. 2007 is still good. I don't I don't think we're gonna get the rest of these. What do you, Elijah? What do you think about Charles Rogers? Because remember, Detroit had all those wide receivers. Yeah. Do you want that one? Yeah, let's try that one. Charles Rogers, Jordan, pick. Charlie Rogers is going to be your first uh, actual strike. Charlie Rogers actually came out in 2003, so outside the uh, the scope. What are we missing? Four, five, four, three. Um, oh, so Carson Palmer. No. Oh, no, no, sorry. David, I think he – no, he was the number one. He pick. was the number one pick. The like, Bengals took him number one. He was the number one. Two strikes. Damn it. Yeah, that's fair. We didn't. We didn't call that. Oh, yeah. uh, Von Miller. Von Miller. That's a, that's a big cut for you. That one. That one's one of your last. Almost one of your last ones for the uh, the, the the ten the ten year one. So you have. Uh, let's see. You need one, two, and then uh, that would be the. Uh, the go there for uh, for the ten year. Do we need any? How many more for the fifteen? Uh, one, two. Oh, you just need one. I'm sorry. So we need two for the ten and one for the fifteen. I can't believe we got four of the five. Detroit had a bunch of first or a bunch of like early picks. Like, yeah. Who are we missing from Detroit? Well, let's see. We got here. Stafford, we got Megatron, we got Charles Rogers. Mike Williams was He was like, like five or six. Yeah, yeah, he was in the first round but not number two. Oh, Did it? Did oh I got I got I got one. I got one that what? might be close. What do you think about uh this is like what do you think yeah. about Vince Young? No, he was like two thousand he no, he was after Reggie Bush. Oh, he was okay. I think I think Jordan, can you ver? Can I say that as a verify? Vince Young was the number three pick by for Tennessee. Um, no, because that's because if if he's not a three pick, that increases your chances somewhere. Well, we so already said Reggie there. Bush, and he was in the Reggie Bush draft. Okay, okay, so you're confirming so that he is in the draft. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. But he was like he was right. number three, right? Uh, Vince Young, I believe, was uh, yes, number three. Yeah, that's the only reason I, I didn't want to do it because he was the Reggie Bush draft, Elijah. Yeah, I get it. Um, but, like, that's that, – it's got to be – there's got to be one Detroit one out of all this we're missing. I just don't know how far back it was. Did they ever take anybody on defense really high? Hmm. I don't – man, that's a – Oh, you know what? But I don't think you the only the person that I, that I can think of that they took high, but he wasn't a number two pick was on defense was Ziggy Ansaw, but Oh yeah, it wasn't him. But he like I don't think they've done much trying Miami Miami might have had someone up there. I bet you were missing a Miami and a Detroit guy. Oh, um Oh, oh, God. Uh, long name. Dude's got that really long name. He stepped up. Not Albert Haysworth, but he stepped, He was dirty. The defense guy, he was dirty. Ah, uh, he played for Nebraska. What the hell is his name? He was the defensive tackle. Randy Gregory? 
No, he that was he was like a no no that was the Redskins. Oh, Indomitian. Do you think he would? Do you want to go Indomitian? Yeah, Indomitian too. You want to go Sue? Yeah, let's go Sue. Indomitian Sue. Smart. <laughs> Uh, that was your defensive player there. That was good, very good. Oh. I was, I was. If you guys were gonna veer away from Detroit defense, I was like, man, what are they gonna say? Um, yeah, you're still good. I knew they. It was the one time they were like, let's stop taking wide receivers. They took something else. That's the only reason they're like, because they took receivers every year. Yeah. I have no idea the last ones, man. I truly don't. Which ones were we missing again, Jordan? You're you're only missing 2004 and uh, 2008. 2005 we have to be missing because 2004 wasn't part of your 15 years. I'm sorry, yeah, no, 2000, uh, 2005. What about Cedric Benson, that running back from uh, Auburn? Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Cedric Benson was from Texas, and he was with the Bears. Oh, oh, the Bears took him, yeah. Did the Bears have a pick? He went really high. He did go really high. A lot of people were surprised at how high he went. There's got to be a Bengals player in there, too, maybe. Bengals were early. There was, like, 99 was Achilles Smith. Peter Wark was 2001. Like, that was way early. I don't, know. I don't know. Okay, I think I got one. Brian okay. Bosa. Not 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 Nick Bosa, but Joey Bosa. He can't be. Because we've gotten all everything up to two thousand nine and two thousand five. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Can't be yeah, don't we're not taking Bosa. Can't be that. I have no <laughs> idea. I, I Cedric Benson is only one I can think of old that's a running back. A.J. Hawk, maybe, Ryan? He went fifth, I think, to Green Bay. Hey, hey Jordan, can I ask you a yes. question? Can yes. you tell if, if A.J. Hawk was number five and I'm saying not use it as a pick, we get the loss, but if he was, we just nullify it? Can you tell me if I'm right with that? Uh, AJ Hawk is not it. Okay, I think he went number five. I'm gonna Google him. I just want to see how well my draft knowledge is. I I don't know. I'm gonna say Cedric Benson, but I don't know. I don't, I truly don't have a clue. Yeah, so, AJ Hawk, 2006, number five. Fuck yeah, baby. So you guys did not. Uh, you guys were both both on point. Elijah mentioned the Miami Dolphins needing a pick. You mentioned a uh, a Auburn running back. How about a oh, Ronnie, Ronnie Brown? Brown. Ronnie Brown. Oh, oh man! No. Shit! I knew it when you said the two college. Damn it! I have no idea the other one though. That Shit. was uh, Ronnie Brown. Oh, uh, that was um, Jason Smith, offensive tackle for Baylor. Oh, oh god, he was terrible. The Rams, the Rams, the drafted him. I would have yeah, never in a million years. You could have put a gun to my head, and I would have told me I had 24 hours to come up with that. I would have Dude, never came up with Jason Smith. Jason Smith was like was like one of the like worst like recent draft picks I think in a long time. He was like super highly he, ranked. 
he was like super highly ranked coming out of college, and everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's can't miss Lyman." Yeah, <laughs> we did pretty good. Can, can you confirm AJ Hawk was the number five pick? Uh, AJ, that was now that, that was the same year as what Brady Quinn. Um, he went like eighteen. Yeah, uh, let's see, AJ Hawk. Because I, I had to, I just had him listed by uh, they, they had the first pick. Like it was just, I can't remember what it was. But it was I think yeah. he was number five. Uh, let's see. Brady Quinn. Drafted, yes, fifth overall in 2004. Yeah, my draft knowledge is kind of tight. That was the Vince Young and Mario Williams and Reggie Bush year. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. was Bush. when uh, Demetrius got his boy Vernon Davis. Mm, that was number eight. Draft. Yeah. yeah. Brady Quinn, I don't remember when he ever got drafted. But... Well, he went to, he, unfortunately, he went to Cleveland, so it didn't go out so well. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't, didn't Brady Quinn get drafted like 20th or something? I, I thought right it was 18, but I might be wrong. I know it was like in the like teens somewhere. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, Hawks, definitely. Vernon Davis was the year we got uh, Chad Greenway. Mm. Uh, the I really like that one, by the way. That was 2004. You were a year off uh, when uh, when you did say him. He was actually a number one pick. Um, Carson Palmer, uh, 2003, as far as that goes, when you guys were tossing those names around a little bit. So okay. just just a heads up there. Hey, we did way <laughs> the hell better than I expected. I I was I actually that that second round one really impressed me when you when you first you were just like boom 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 like it was just yeah. boop, and well, like, the best part is we we're like f that noise and then we just start naming people and it was like oh shit we're going. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, well, the, the, that second pick is always an interesting one. I think is, uh, you know, it's. <laughs> I, I feel like the the NFL one is not as rough as the, um, you know, sometimes you look at that one and two pick in uh, NBA and the disparity uh, between the quality of player. Um, you can definitely see um, in dang near all of these positions, um, you know, short of the uh, the blatant busts. I mean. I feel like, you know, all these guys that we've just named off have been uh, pro bowlers at some point or another. Yeah. I mean, for majority of these guys, sorry, Jamarcus Russell, um, you know, but like, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, by and large, these guys were putting in work. Elijah, we did pretty good, man. I'm, I'm actually pretty proud of that. <laughs> I have a draft quiz for you guys. Uh, it will be We'll play it the same as before Where you guys give me a pick We'll keep track of score I have two, four, six, and seven The seventh one will probably be Four more points to keep it competitive I'm going to give you two players And I want you to tell me Who was drafted Later out of the two So who was the later draft pick Elijah, as before, we'll start with you As we audible Jordan, you'll go second Are you guys ready Yep. The first one, Shannon Sharp and Tom Brady. Scam. Uh, Tom Brady was drafted uh, after Shannon Sharp. Jordan. Uh, correct. Tom Brady after Shannon Sharp. Tom Brady, 199. Shannon Sharp, 192. I thought I might be able to catch you guys off because of the, the funny skip that we're playing. but. Well, I knew they both like, I knew they both were like, <laughs> I knew they both were really late picks. I just... I just this Tom Brady because everyone always talks about. Well, like, that's I was hoping you guys would go. Well, there's no way he's putting anyone lower than Brady because we know this. So you guys, you guys smelt me out, and I appreciate that. Uh, next one kind of ties into something a little bit earlier we talked about. 
uh, Mike Piazza and John Smoltz. Mm. Uh, Smoltz was drafted before Piazza. So Piazza was later? Yeah. Jordan? No, I think Piazza was drafted before Smoltz. John Smoltz was drafted 574 in the 22nd round. Mike Piazza was drafted 1390 in the 62nd round as a favor from Tommy Lasorda to Mike Piazza's dad. Wow. So as a favor to Piazza's dad, Lasorda took him, and he ended up being a Hall of Famer. <laughs> so that worked out pretty well. Just saying. And he didn't do roids, quote-unquote. That's, that's, that's another, hey, that's he another player. Home run. He didn't hit that's home another run. player that everyone talks about how late he got drafted and how good he ended up being. So I, I knew that was like, I don't know. I figured that was the obvious. All answer. I got to say about Mike Piazza and PEDs was he wasn't parking home runs. He had incredible bat vision. He wasn't taking the limitless drug. He was, he was taking PEDs. Wait, wait, wait. Power. Did you ever see that guy's biceps? Yeah, but he wasn't hitting. He was hitting like 30 homers. He wasn't hitting well, 30, 30 was high because he was doing it so damn consistently. Yeah, but those, that was what you had guys like Brady Anderson hitting 51 and shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. Brady Anderson. <laughs> Brady Anderson. That was I terrible. love that guy. He baseball, by the way. Um, He's at Draymond Green and Manu Ginobili. That's a tough one. But I'm going to go Ginobili. I'm going to say go Draymond. You said Ginobili, Eliza? Yeah. Draymond Green, 35th. Manu Ginobili, 57. Wow. Boy, did that pan out well for San Antonio. Shit. Well, <laughs> didn't, it didn't do so bad for uh, for Golden State either. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Not even one of those teams were hurting after they've drafted those players. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's some second-round studs. Um, oh, number man. four, Albert Pujols or Jose Canseco? Albert Pujols was drafted yeah, later. Yep. Uh, Pujols was 402. Jose Canseco, 392, just 10 before him. Uh, Elijah with four, Jordan with two. Uh, the fifth one, Jimmy Butler or Tony Parker? Tony Parker. Yep. Jordan. No, yeah, it's, it's Tony Parker. Jordan, you shouldn't have followed. Tony Parker, 28. Jimmy Butler, 30th. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, now, I should have thought of a team now that I think about it. Like, if I would have, I, especially those NBA ones, I should have known better. Damn. Well, Tony Parker was kind of teed up because of the Monty one. I kind of threw that up there. Yeah. Uh, we got two left. Deacon Jones and Bart Starr. Elijah. I'm going to go with Bart Starr. I feel like Deacon Jones is a late one on this one, but it wouldn't surprise me to hear like Bart Sowers working cars somewhere in uh, in the <laughs> middle of you know Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Jim you know, Lombardi was just like, "Hey, I need you to sling some footballs after you get done changing my brakes." You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, go, go ahead. Who are you taking? I'll I'll I'll, I'll tell you, I, I I it wouldn't surprise me on the Bart Star, but I'm I'm saying uh, Deacon Jones. Uh you should have followed Eliza this time. Bart Star is the correct one. He was 196. Deacon Jones 186. Elijah five. Jordan two. The last one, and we'll say Jordan. This is worth three and a half, so you can still win the game. Jordan, <laughs> you also get to go first. Eric Carroll and Oral Hershiser. 
I know I'm this pick one. my man Oral Hersizer because <laughs> I had an Oral Hersizer glove when I was that was the glove I had when I when I was playing little uh you know little little catch with the pops in the front yard or you know just having a catch hey pop have a catch you know what I mean like feel the dream I'm gonna go Oral uh, Oral Hersizer <laughs> is the correct answer uh, Eric Carroll's number one forty Oral Hersizer four forty. Value Town, man. Oral Hershiser always strikes me as such a cool, nice guy, too. Man. He's so, so nice. So I have Uber Facts, I have a real MVP, and I have an alumni game that I still want to play with you guys. For everybody listening, we're going podcastable right now. We're not on Blog Talk anymore, but everywhere you get your podcast, you can hear the rest of the show and everything else we're talking about because we're going into overtime because we're having fun for y'all. We're giving y'all content. Thank y'all. We're not yeah, overtime, boys. And I'm whooping Jordan's ass tonight. Yeah, hey. you're up five three and eight and a half, eight to five and a half. Hey, you know what? I'm uh, I'm inebriated. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you pick the game. All right, I, give me. You know what? No, no, he's whooping my ass. Give me Uber facts. Oh, play the clip. Play the sounder, oh, bro. Shoot, dude, I should have had the sounder. Ah, uh, play the sounder. There, there it is. Uber facts. The most unimportant things you'll never need to know. Y'all know how the game Uber facts goes. I will give you four facts. You will tell me which fact I have made up or changed in some sort of way. Number one, the four suits of a playing card of of, of a playing card allegedly represents the pillars of medieval economy: hearts for the church, spades for the military. Diamonds for the merchants and clubs for the farmers. Number two, when the first computer mouse was designed in 1964, Douglas C. Engelbert, the inventor, wanted to name it a turtle due to its hard shell top. Number three, Ruth Handler, who created Barbie, gave the doll the full name of Barbara Millicent Roberts at design. And number four, studies have found that one of the most crucial factors in a relationship is, is how well you celebrate your partner's bad news. Jordan, which one is the, the correct, or which one is the incorrect fact? All right. I got some good ones for you tonight. I like it. You brought, you brought the gas. I brought the pain, okay. baby. You brought the gas. But I'll tell you, one right away. I got a daughter. And on Netflix... I watched Barbie Funhouse with her, all right? Woo! Barbie's got like, yo, Barbie's got, it, and it's actually pretty funny. There's some crazy adult jokes in there where I'm just like, whoa. Uh, but uh, at some point, her middle name gets used. Like an answer here. I, that's okay. That's all right. I'm just saying, this one is fact. Barbara Millicent uh, Roberts <laughs> is real. That's the real deal. All right. That's, that's the real deal. The the clubs I play a lot of I play a lot of um, a lot of card games, and you are. Um, can I get the order in which you said them again? Hearts for the church, spades for the military, diamonds for the merchants, and clubs for the for, uh, the far, uh, farmers. Okay, okay. Just want to make sure you didn't get weird on that. So then, yes, the cards are right. All right. I know that because I play cribbage. I play hella poker. I like my bicycle and my Hoyle cards and like the cool alternate arts. Like I'm a nerd. All right. I'll admit it. P 
Pinochle. All right, we playing it all. Pinochle is bitch. Spades, hearts, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll be on barbecue and and the the Christian uh, mingle churching. You know what I mean? Like crazy eights. All right, we gonna be there. <laughs> the cards are right. These other two though, they got me stumped, man. I, I, I so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna pick the turtle gimmick. All right, <laughs> that was easy. Elijah, what do you got, bro? Oh man, I think I'm gonna go with the turtle gimmick as well. All right, you were both smart to stay away from Ruth Handler, who created Barbie and gave the doll the full name of Barbara Millicent Roberts that designed. You are both correct to stay away from that. Woo! You were also correct to stay away from the four suits of playing cards allegedly represent the pillars of a medieval economy. Hearts for the church, spades for the military, diamonds for the merchants, and the clubs for the farmers. You were 100% correct to stay away from that. You guys both went with when the first computer mouse was designed in 1964, Douglas E. Engelbart, was the, or the inventor, wanted to name it a turtle due to its hardtop shell. Unfortunately, that was the correct answer. The false fact is studies have found that one of the most crucial factors in a relationship is how you celebrate your partner's bad news. It's actually how you celebrate your partner's good news. I made a small tweak in one word and pulled off the overfacts for the evening on Easter Sunday, God damn it. Give me the W. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I had to pull out the big guns for tonight because I knew you guys were going to come hard and correct. Dang. Dang. Fuck this game. <laughs> Fantastic. Y'all are tight. Elijah, did so, you come up with a game? No, I didn't because I, nap- I was napping before the show. This, this, this dude. I mean, I'm glad you napped, though, because we're at 12.04 and you're still alive, man. You're still competing. You're beating my ass all over the place. Hey, that was a, that was a well-served nap, okay? You got your game face with that nap. All right, next time I'm going to take a little nap, and then we'll, we'll, we'll see who wins well, there. Hold on, hold right? on. We still got this. Now, you, you got a real MVP? You want to drop real MVPs? Because I got one. Well, let's, let's, let's play the sounder here. Let's see what you got. Hallandale Beach, Florida at the Gulfstream Park. An unknown better is my real MVP. In the early pick five horse racing, he chose in the first race, Freddie Soto, who was 73 to one. And in the second race, Union Lane, who was 34 to one, which completed a five for five parlay betting 50 cents. And due to the odds, this gentleman won $500,000. That is my real MVP. Shout out yes, to Unknown Lord. Better. That, that man hit the lick right there. The oh, good my news is God. The good news is he doesn't have to worry about spending it all in one place because he can't go nowhere. That dude came <laughs> out of that building playing T-Pain. Welcome to the good life. He was jacked. 50 cents won 500K. He nailed a 73 to 1 and a 34 to 1 of the first two races. That's Lucky crazy. You the real MVP on un- 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 better. I didn't it at all. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to pick one of the Chilean baseball players who went one for 19 during his uh, 
five game stretch, but obviously this guy took the cake on that dude. Sorry, Salvatore DeGrassi or whatever your name was. Dang, that's uh, that's rough, man. That's tight. That's a cool stuff. I like, I like, man, I like beating the odds. And anytime you beat that, well, I mean, yeah, anytime you beat the house, you're good in my book. You know what I mean? Like that's, yo, yeah, no doubt. Little fifty center. Now let me ask you this, guys. Fifty cent wins five hundred k. How pissed are you? Didn't win? You didn't bet a full dollar to win a million. I'm not mad. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be a little annoyed, but I'd be like. I'd be grateful that I got uh, that I have five hundred thousand extra dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be a little frustrating. Like shit, if I would have just yeah. been fifty more cents. <laughs> horse, horse, you know, horse betting. That's one of those things where you you, you do that kind of thing. That's why you know there's always yeah. those when you look at the handicappers, they're only looking at you know it's like their winnings is plus a dollar thirty seven. It's like well, it's because you know they did crazy short bets. You know what I mean? But like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know what I mean. Like that's what it is. That's what you do a horse bet. You don't go. You don't go. You know, thirty dollars a race. You know, and if you do, it's, you know, when you're doing win place show stuff. But, but that aside, man, I, that's cool. That's really cool. I, I got no MVP, man. I want. Right. I was gonna take. Uh, oddly enough, when I asked about the, uh, um, the two K tournament, I was gonna mention that. Like, oh, my fantasy two K player. Just to, just to take a, you know, yeah, I was gonna say to take Devin Booker as uh, my fantasy 2K victory they there. They gave him uh, a gallon scope for the next week. Forgetting that. <laughs> they gave him a what? He got a Galaxy Opal in the car that's good till Wednesday in uh, Premier Packs. That's tight. That's All right, I got tight. one more game for you guys before we sign off. Then, if, if that's where we're uh, where we're sitting at, if you guys want. Yeah, let's hit it. All right. This is this is. Um, Credit goes to John Ireland from Mason Ireland for the idea. This is the alumni game. The way it's going to go is, Jordan, we'll start with you because if we're tallying total points, which we're not, but just for the sake of, you are behind Elijah. I will give you one name, and if you can tell me what college he went to, you will get two points for that. If you can't, I will go to the second name, and then the final third name, it will get easier as it goes. After the first name, if I need to go to the second name, anybody can buzz in. Your name is your buzzer. So as an example, I give Jordan, um, you know what? We're not even going to do it that way. Let's do it this way. If Jordan, when I give you the first name, if you don't know the college, you can either take a guess or you can okay. ask for another name. Okay. If you ask for another name, Elijah can jump in to steal it. Okay. Then your name is your buzzer. If you guess and you're wrong, you cannot buzz in a second time. Does that make sense to you guys? Sounds so good. you're just going to say a name and we have to say our name and then we get to guess the team? It, well, But here's the thing is we're going to go every other. So the first name will go to Jordan. Oh, okay. If, I got it. So if Jordan doesn't – if Jordan goes, I want another name or gets it wrong, when I get to the second name, then it's open for everybody. Okay. So when it's your turn – if you guess on the first name, you get two points. If you don't want to guess or miss the first name and it goes to the second and then the final third name, anybody can jump in on those, and it's only worth one point, though. So it's okay. open for anybody. So, Jordan, we'll start with you. The first name is Ahmad Rashad. Do you want to guess or go to a second name where Elijah can jump in? That's Notre Dame, isn't it? That is incorrect. Elijah, you're the only one playing here. The second name is Dan Fouts. 
Dan Fouts went to UConn. Oh, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. You guys can both play for the last name. Okay. The last name is Phil Knight. Oregon. Yeah, but you didn't say your name. Elijah Oregon. There you go. He beat me good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Oregon, obviously, Phil Knight, Nike, Oregon, very simple. That's how this game is played. So just so you guys, we, we understand how we're doing this now. Seems good. One, one guess, the next guess, because of the third name, it's fair game. Um, Elijah, you get you get to guess on the first name here. Charles Lindbergh. Charles Lindbergh. <laughs> no, give me another name. Well, okay, this is for both of you guys. Your name is your buzzer. J.J. Watt. Elijah. Got Wisconsin. it. Yep. Elijah with the W. Come on, Jordan. I thought you'd know that. Third name was you, Russell you, you got it on me, yeah. I would have All said right. North Carolina State, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, you are in control. Um, George Went, Norm from Cheers, for those that don't know. Hmm. All right, hit the next one. All right, everybody can jump in. Your buzzer is your name. Regis Philbin. Jordan. Go ahead. Notre Dame. Notre Dame is correct. I was going to say, you better get this one, man. The third name was Manti Yeah. <laughs> I figured Manti you'd get. Elijah, next one is yours. John Lithgow, the actor. Oh, geez. Give me another name. All right, both of you can buzz in. Your name is your buzzer. Pete Buttigieg. Elijah. Okay. Indiana. You are incorrect. Jordan, do you want to take a guess or do you want the third name? Let's get that third name. Jeremy Lynn. Elijah. You're you're out, Elijah. Oh. Oh my God. Hold on. So Jeremy Lynn. Oh, he went to uh, Harvard. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Elijah gave you the answer. I gave you that answer. (laughs) Yeah. He said no. He said he jumped in with Elijah Harvard. Oh, I didn't even hear that. If you (laughs) jump in. If you get a wrong answer, you're out. So don't jump back in. Okay. All right. Jordan, next one is you. It's a 2-2 game. Raquel Welch. Ooh. I just, what up, girl? My pants got, my pants got a little tight. Ah, give me uh, a horny. Go, uh, <laughs> go to the next name. We're not a horny podcast. What you say? Name. Go All to right, next name. You can buzz in. Your name is your buzzer. Kirk Morrison. Elijah. Okay. Uh, Kurt. Three. You and LV. You are incorrect, Jordan. Or Elijah, you cannot jump in. Okay. Jordan, that you want name. a third? Yeah. Why Leonard? Oh damn. Um, that's that's you, UConn, got, right? You better know this. I know. Uh, I'm I'm still drawing a blank. <laughs> Elijah, what's the answer? San Diego State. Yep. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, Elijah, you are in control. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> Next name. <laughs> All right, both of you can buzz in. Chelsea Clinton. Elijah. Okay. Arkansas. You are correct. You cannot buzz in. Jordan, do you want the next name or are you going to jump in? 
uh, God, it's, I, I feel like it's like, I want to say it's either Boston or NYU, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say, let's, let's say, I'm going to say next name because I, I, I feel like I got between, it's an East Coast school. I know that. It's, you're not even close with the East Coast, so it's good that you took the next name. Cause, oh, uh, damn. Andrew Luck. Elijah. No, that's, you're that's, out, Elijah. You've already said <laughs> Jordan. Jordan, 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 Jordan said next name. Yeah, because yeah, you're already an out. You answered and you I, got a wrong answer. But, but, but if you if you say next next name, don't you come back in? No, I said if you answer and you're wrong, you're out. And you then if I get it wrong, we're both in. Yeah, if I if okay. I would have guessed on the yeah if I would have guessed on that second one, yeah, you didn't guess I on the second. Stanford. Or, Stanford. Oh God, I gave you the fucking answer. No, I said it though. I did say it. I did. Say oh, it. you did. Okay. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I got so damn confused. I yelled the yeah, answer. No, I knew that. I knew that was, yeah. that was like he was like he was like Wonder Lick, <laughs> superstar. You know what I mean? Andrew Luck. I was thinking about, uh, and I think a Tiger Woods had like interview questions about him and stuff too. So like, yeah, I, re- I remember that. Oh my God, is gonna punch me in the face over here. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was okay, two, three, four, five, six. All right, we are done with six of them. Um, Jordan, this one's to you. Iggy Pop. Dang, isn't he British? Next name. <laughs> Ain't that bitch British? <laughs> are you taking a guess or are you going to the next name? No, I said next name, man. All right, Elijah, you are you are eligible to this one. Your buzz is your name, boys. If you don't know it, don't buzz in. Derek Jeter. Elijah. Elijah. Oh, God. I know the college you oh, went no. to. In- like it's on the tip of my tongue. And, oh no! Three. It's two, a small school. One. Longfellow. You are. <laughs> you are wrong. Thank you, you for said, that. You said Longfellow. <laughs> oh, Elijah, you're tight as hell. Jordan, you need to take a guess, and you want the third name. Jordan, I, Elijah, you cannot buzz in. I, okay, well. I, I I hate Jeter because he went to this school, uh, Michigan. Michigan is correct. The third name was Jalen Rose, so it would have been pretty easy. Some small school, because I have a rookie card of his where he's he wearing this weird ass jersey. He said Longfellow. That was <laughs> Oh, man. All right, Elijah, you're in control of the next one. We have three left. Three left. Um, and whoever is behind will get the last question. Uh, Elijah, Olivia Munn. Gosh, she's Man, I have next name. All right, it's open for both of you guys. Mickey Mantle. You want to go to the next name, or is anybody jumping in? We can go to the next name. Next name. All right, number, your name is your buzzer. Adrian Peterson. Elijah, Oklahoma. Yep. Mm. So fast. So fast. <laughs> it's so fast. Ricky yeah. Bobby in that bitch. All right, your last round, boys. Jordan, first up is you. Hugh Hefner. Oh, man. This would be an interesting one. Uh, next name. All right, both of you are eligible. Your name is your buzzer. Reverend Jesse Jackson. 
I don't know. Next Going name. to the third name? Elijah, third name? Yeah. All right. Your name is your buzzer? Dick Butkus. Elijah. All right. Mm. Notre Dame? You are incorrect. Jordan, you are the only one left. Uh, Dick Butkus. Why do I feel like he went to, like, uh, like a weird uh, – Georgia? I... Oh, I was going to say don't overthink it. He was big on the Chicago Bears because he went to Illinois. Oh. And the last one. Elijah, you get to go first. American Horror Story star Jessica Lang. So talented. I have no idea. All right. Your name is your buzzer. Number two, Yanni. <laughs> go to hell, Ryan. You go to hell and you die. <laughs> Oh, just wait. Just wait. The College uh, of Pianos. <laughs> next, Are we going to the next name? name? Yeah. Next name. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Jordan. Yep. University of Minnesota. Yay! You got it. Yachty. Yachty, really? Uh, you, 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 <laughs> yep. Isn't that, isn't that wild? And Jessica Lang. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, so, Elijah was 16 total points if we're combining them. Uh, Jordan had 13 and a half. Hmm. That's crazy. He caught, Jordan caught up. He was getting smoked for a while. But yes, he three five in the last game. Yeah, he won five of those. If he could have got, got some of those double pointers, he would have had a better chance. Yeah. I looked, okay. up Jessica, I looked up Jessica Lang. She's from Minnesota. I didn't know that. Yeah, University of Minnesota. So is Yachty. I was going to say Bob Dylan for my second one, but I thought it was too easy. So I went Yachty. Yeah, that would have been been easy for me there. Yanni definitely, uh, wow, it's even literally in his Wikipedia where he left Greece to go to University of Minnesota. That's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying, man. And then obviously I had to find a way to get, woo, the nature boy in there somewhere. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I had to get the nature boy, man. So that was the alumni game. That's something I will bring to the table more often because it's pretty fun. I like the alumni yeah, I like game. That. I like that. That was That's a good a game. We'll play that again sometime. Oh yeah, yeah I, I, like I, I love bringing I love bringing you all some entertainment. Well, no, that was definitely it was definitely entertaining, and obviously we need it in this day and age. Uh, obviously, Ryan, thank you. Elijah, always thank you as being my uh, my fellow cohort as we discuss the sports and sportscast radio. Um, Ryan, I, I think we're we're gonna get a little uh, get a little quiet. I think with the the lack of wrestling, but I think you're gonna have some sweet content coming up. If I recall hearing right, you want to give a little quick plug for the for the WrestleCast Radio Show? Yeah, obviously, uh, same as you get on here, BlockTalkRadio.com forward slash Strong Style Media. Strong Style Media will give you the platform to give you what you need. We do have on WrestleCast this week coming up. Um, I gave Alex five matches to watch. Um, Kawada and Masawa from June of 95, I think. Kawada and Masawa, or Kawada and Tawa against Kobashi and Masawa. The Dragon Gate ROA six-man tag. Uh, I gave him Shibata Ishii. Uh, Honma versus Ishii and Shibata versus Tanahashi. Alex will be giving me five matches as well. We're going to do a watch-along kind of with these matches. Um, I think we have the Twitch figured out. So we'll be doing uh, videos where we can watch on YouTube because it's legal to watch while on Twitch. Well, myself and Alex will be there to 
kind of narrate and talk through matches with you guys. We're getting this ready to go. So um, watch alongs will be a thing with YouTube. So we're excited to have you guys talk to us about some wrestling while we watch it. We also have our March Madness brackets. I have one for Japanese heavyweights, Japanese juniors, and all the Joshi women. Uh, so we have three of those. And we will be doing the theme song March Madness. So to fill time, as we did, we gave you guys three shows last week. I hope you guys enjoyed all three of them. But to fill the content until May when Brickin Hall opens, Shinkiba First Ring opens, things like that, we're going to just kind of give you some offset stuff. So we hope you guys enjoy it. Um, and also, uh, check out WrestleCast Radio on Patreon. We will be starting uh, a new series that I do have coming up. It's, uh, it's basically the last 15 months of WCW. As I will be covering every Nitro uh, for the last 15 months. I just need to get this in place. So check that out. It will be a Patreon-only thing. So as it goes live, I will let you guys know. But I'm excited to have you guys come on that journey with me. Sweet. Elijah, anything going on, buddy? No. Oh, and uh, <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. We will be bringing back Fire Pro Fridays. If not this Friday, the following Friday. But I'm hoping this Friday where we'll be playing Fire Pro Wrestling with all of you guys and having some crazy fantasy matches. When we all left off, Suwama defeated Walter to become the new Pure Pro Wrestling Race to the Summit heavyweight champion. So we might continue with Suwama as your heavyweight champion. We'll have to see how it goes. But uh, I, want to see, I want to see Ryan watch the w, w, WCW stuff, and I want to see him watch when... Hulk Hogan is looking in the mirror and he sees the ultimate world. <laughs> oh, man. That's such a bad Did one. It's the apocalypse, brother. <laughs> That's tight. Bro, All right, bro, gentlemen. Butcher, you don't see this? What, brother? It's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Man, you know, it's funny because I, I, I think Hogan's always been part of some, like, Bad, bad promos, but he's also been a part of some good ones, like when The Rock meets the NWO. That's oh, just God. Awesome. Hogan Rock, like, bro, is incredible. That one was so awesome in there, too. And, and like, like, like that promo was great. And also, like, as cheesy as it was, when he got dragged by, um, dragged by The Undertaker. On <laughs> the bike. Oh! That was when he lost uh, the undisputed title to after beat Triple H at Backlash. Uh, yeah. For the undisputed title. 2002, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna beat sweet. the rock and I'm gonna go NWO for life on his ass, brother. He just kept saying that NWO for yeah. life on his ass. But I mean, it was just one of those things. Like, but but like, it was such a. They, again, they're they're actually pretty damn good promos. And the fact that like he was like sliding out of back and all of a sudden like he took like this sick roll bump into a bunch of like granted it was cardboard boxes and pipes that were just laid there and whatever. But it it looked pretty damn good. I was impressed. No, I mean, Hulk was old too, guys. Let's not forget that. The worst part is that uh, um, at back or vengeance or whatever it was when the match happened, Hulk Hogan took the worst choke slam known to mankind. Yeah. <laughs> in this match with the Undertaker, oh my God, it was so bad. Yeah, there, you know, Amanda, I, I just, I, what, what else was cool? Like the Rock getting what uh, choke slammed onto that limousine, or, or when he got tombstoned on top of the, you know, I, I like the Rock was probably one of the coolest fucking wrestlers on the planet. That, like, I, I, I would like you to do a Rock tribute show because realistically, hey, he, he, I'm all for it. That's the first time you've dropped an f bomb on air, Jordan. I'm proud of you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but like, 
I want to do got... trivia too for us again. By the way, yeah. Oh yeah, I will. Uh, I will bring some in for. Um, I'll bring some in for you. Uh, you know, because because again, that was that was really cool. Also, I, just because again, I've been watching some promos and, and just kind of getting some good laughs. Um, the Triple H uh, Triple H McMahon exchange, where uh, you know he talks about how he hates animals. And then it gets to like, oh, you uh, you hate the roosters. He's like, oh, I love roosters. And you know, he was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, but you, he was like, yeah, but you, you, you obviously, you know, you hate the, you hate the cock. He was like, I love the, and yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good, I love the cock moment. Like it was, it was, it was hilarious. Like good what shit. About, what about the, what about the Paul White Ray trailer? <laughs> oh my Paul God! I'm gonna take his hand from you because you're a big nasty bastard. God, Big Show wins the title, and then in his first defense at Armageddon in December, he, he feuds over the boss man taking his dad's casket. I'm going to take your dad's casket, because you're a bastard. You're a big bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he's like crying, and he drags his casket, he like drags his casket while he's Big boss man Ray Trailer would have took that nightstick and beat his ass. Because Ray yeah, Trailer yeah. was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have whooped his ass. You want to mess with big boy? He would have busted his knee with that Billy Club. <laughs> he Hell messed yeah. him up, dude. Ray Trailer didn't play no games. I, shut up, by the way, in the, in the description how Ferguson is spelled like fur. Like cute <laughs> fur instead of F E R. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny. I just I just noticed that too. I'm over here actually editing it as we speak. I, I just got rid of the uh, the topics we didn't talk about, and yes, then uh, God, and then uh, it's super funny. So I was just uh, I was actually trimming that while uh, while you were oh, talking. Jordan, about Jordan came to me and said that the the Chicago Bears are the new NFC North favorite. How much malarkey is that shit? I'm not talking about the coach. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting. Are they not behind Green Bay in Minnesota? Yeah, I mean, you have Mitch Trubisky, and then you get you bring in like everyone's like, oh man, we got to get a quarterback. Cam Newton's out there, Jameis Winston's out there, and you you trade for Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, like is is this not the Bears secretly going? Well, we're gonna try to tank for Lawrence. Possibly. Like, we realize we screwed up taking the North Carolina kid, Mitch Trubisky. So let's grab a named free agent quarterback who won't win us games, but we won't look bad doing it so we can tank and then get the Clemson kid who is like, Trevor Lawrence is the guy that you would create in Madden yeah. as your quarterback. Like, I mean, he's their like defense, a goddamn statue if of what defense, you want on your if their defense is like how it was a couple of years ago, and then they, they could lost probably... Floyd. Yeah, they did. But if they, who'd you if say they grabbed Jordan? What's that? Who'd you say they grabbed when I when I mentioned they lost Leonard Floyd? Uh, uh, Quinn. Yeah, Robert Quinn. So I mean, if their defense is if their defense is better, or if it plays even close to how it did a couple of years ago, they could still be a problem, but. I don't know, man. Like, right now, as it sits before any games start, I would still have them behind the Packers and the Vikings. Here's the crazy thing about all three of those teams, though, 
and obviously we all we all disregard Detroit just because it's Detroit. But the, the crazy <laughs> thing is, all three all three of those teams, nobody has a secondary right now. Oh, yeah. it depends what the Vikings do. Vikings do what what I'm expecting them to do because they traded Stephon Diggs. Then I don't agree with that because they'll have Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, but but he's still a rookie. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like so. So I mean, like, I don't you don't have you don't have. But I'm just saying you don't have an experienced secondary. You don't have you don't have um, guys that you know at the pro level are going to prevent big plays from occurring. But what, what do the Bears have? But that's, that's my point. I'm just saying all three teams going into the first game of the season, we, they all have weak secondaries. That's just I'm saying it's a glaring spot on all three teams. That's all. I mean, I don't like the Vikings. The Vikings, their problem more so is that they don't have bodies right now. Like, I would say them being able to let being able to let uh, Xavier Rhodes walk at this point is a win for them, and. Yeah, Wayne's to me. Wayne's to me is, you know, it's for the money that he got paid by Cincinnati. I don't think he's worth that. So I, I think, I think the well, they grabbed the, both from Wayne's and Mackenzie Alexander. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. Green Bay's got Jair Alexander and Adrian Amos. Amos definitely was a letdown from why they 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 signed him. I mean, when he left Chicago, he was a, a pro bowler. Yeah. You know, so that's a letdown. But you still look at us, whether whether you like it or not. I mean, Mike Hughes is a good player, and I think he will do good. We still have Anthony Harris. Harrison Smith is one of the best, safe, strong safeties in the league. Oh, and yeah, if but we I'm... got Trayvon Davis or A.J. Terrell from Clemson, we got our starting safe, or starting corner with Mike Hughes for the next 10 years. Yeah, I'm and not that's, worried that's... about that's our weak spot is the corners, though. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. I, I love Terrell or, or, Tray, or Trayvon Diggs, we have our, our next, next corner for the next five years, yeah. ten years. I said ten. I'm, I'm being way wrong with that. But, I mean, like yeah. the next five years with, with uh, Mike Hughes. And yeah. Hughes showed what he can play before he got hurt. Like, I'm not scared. I, I think, like, I'm not scared about Kyle Fuller and those guys in Chicago. Eddie Jackson's really good, though. Eddie, yeah, Eddie ja- that's true. Eddie Jackson is a good player. He's a pro bowler, free safety. But, no, I mean, Green Bay's secondary is not that good. And if, we, if we're if we able at 22 to take a guy like Jared Jeffries. Jared Jeffries. He is Stephon Diggs. Like, if you look at his, like his, his height, weight, the way he plays, his catches, his ability, he is Stephon Diggs. So we traded Diggs. For a first rounder and still kept him with a cheaper contract. You know who another guy that you know who another guy that could be in play for the Vikings as a receiver after he kind of ran this forty that he posted that he had time to uh, Jalen Rager from TCU. Yeah, could be a guy that they target for one of their first round picks. TCU I mean, was always that air it out too. So yeah, that's a Baylor? good receiver pick. Was uh, from Baylor was really good. Yeah, receivers receiver this year in the draft is deep. I think that's probably why they're like, maybe we can afford to get get rid of Diggs. You know, well, because the thing too is if Diggs truly was like, ah, I don't want to play with my brother, or ah, I mean, we know that that Diggs and Diggs and the um, 
you know, the staff were kind of beefing a little bit. And it's, you know, it is what it is. There's enough ammunition you can move on from it. Yeah. Like you said, Jalen Rager from uh, TCU is fantastic. That would be a great Justin Jeffries. Not Jared Jeffries. I'm sorry. Justin Jeffries from LSU. I was going to say, Jared Jeffries, he was a – New Jersey. Yeah, 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 you know, I mean, if you want to wait to the second round, a guy that's being floated between the mid twenties to all the way to the end of the second round, uh, Lavisca Chanel from Colorado, that dude six two two twenty, he's a stud. Um, mm. There's a lot of people that don't. I, I'm afraid Green Bay is going to get him, and I'm going to be pissed. But there's a lot of guys. I, I know there's almost no way. I mean, you know, in, in 12, 13, 14, 15, 11, whatever, in that log jam, everybody, you know, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs, those guys are going to be gone. But T. In, Higgins is probably going to be gone too. Yep, T. Higgins. In the stranger things of a what if, who's to say any of those guys fall and we don't just nab one? I don't know. I like mm-hmm. Denzel Mims too. That's the guy that I was talking about from uh, um, from Baylor. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. I couldn't remember uh, his name. Denzel Mims from Baylor. You know, I still think AJ Terrell would be a fantastic corner. You could take two of those. I've seen drafts that got T Higgins going to Houston at forty. If T Higgins is sitting there, and you could take T Higgins and AJ Terrell, grab both Clemson kids. We saw Mackenzie Alexander from Clemson do a good job with us, so we have a nice rapport with players in that school. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, We're definitely going to be talking more um, some sweet draft stuff. I think. Who's to say? Sorry, sorry. I don't mean this to be my last take. But who's to say because of some random shit that's come out, a stud like Grant Delpit doesn't fall to us? Could you imagine if we have a chance to take Grant Delpit, 6'3 safety from LSU? That dude is a top 10 player. He's all right. He's like I think he I think he's more uh what's his face from uh Taylor that one safe that big safety that was really fast who like I'm as high on Grant Delpin as you were on uh T was the name, Trey T Bowl or whatever from Florida, that, that safety. Remember that guy? He's a cornerback. He plays for Detroit, I think. What was his name? T's Tabor. Yeah. Remember how you were stoked on that guy? And then I, just had him, I just had him, I just had him as a first round pick. That's I wasn't like super stoked on him, but I had him as a first round pick. That's how I am on Grant Delpit. I think he is way higher than people are giving him credit for. Mm. Is, is also what I'm saying. Like I think he's better than people are giving him credit for. I think Grant Delpit, if we could, like that's the dude I want. I and here's the thing too. I've seen as high as 19 to. Um, Oh, who the hell's got the 19th pick? I don't know why I can't think. Does anyone know who's got 19? Um, 19's the Raiders, I'm sorry. I've seen as high as the Raiders at 19, and I've seen as low as the Texans at 40. Or, I mean, excuse me, Cleveland at 41, but Antoine Winfield Jr., safety from the Gophers. Yeah. yeah. I've seen what him on our boards on a few drafts. I would love it. You know, I know, I know everyone wants us to grab another wideout to replace Diggs, but if we could wait until 58 to take another wideout and at 22 and 25 take Antoine Winfield and A.J. Terrell or, or uh, Terrell uh, Diggs, 
and grab a safety in a corner, I would much rather have that. Yeah. Because I love Irv Smith. Kyle Rudolph is so serviceable. And I don't think people give enough credit to Adam Thielen that he can hold that load as a true number one without a second guy with him. That if we took a second-round receiver, we would still be okay if we could get the safety in the corner in the first round. And if we took both of those, dude, that would help our secondary so much, and that would boost our defense, and I think that would put us above Green Bay. Mm. You give me Antoine Winfield, and you give me A.J. Terrell or, or, uh, or uh, Diggs, yeah, I, I, that's I'm the thing. Is I think that combo does put us, that does put us over. I yeah. think I agree. Because Delvin Cook is so good that, that people don't give enough credit. Denzel Mims, as Elijah pointed out, we could potentially get in the second round. And let's not forget, we still, like I said, have Adam Thielen. But Herb Smith is good enough as a number two tight end that we could falter from having another stud wideout and play a two tight end set that it wouldn't hurt us if we took yeah. two second-year players. That's why I want to go – like, if, if the Raiders don't take Winfield, we need to go Winfield and the best corner available, whether it's Terrell or Diggs. And, boom, we just put two stars in our safety that can – in our, in our secondary that can start. And we can fill that void at wideout. You know, another thing to watch out for with the Vikings in this offseason, and, like, I think how, like – because you know they they could try and go offensive line too, uh, like. Yeah. But I think. I don't think they're I don't think they're going to because they're I think they're probably going to make, a run at Trent Williams once they once like, all this stuff passes where, players can't get physical and stuff. I think they're waiting on, Trent Williams to, be able to. Get his physical, and if his physical goes through, I think they're going to try and get him from the Redskins. I would do it, man. Hell yeah. Because, like, what do you want to do? I mean, you want to say, like, we'll be left with a guy like Austin Jenkins from USC, who's not a bad offensive tackle, but he's definitely the, the, you know, the afterthought from the Tristan Wirfs and the Mackay Beckton's. Yeah. You know, he's not Jedrick Willis, Andrew Thomas. You know, I mean, we'd be getting – Oh, excuse me. This beer has got me foamy. Holy hell. <laughs> oh, there we go. But, I mean, we'd be getting the lower end of them. You know, Josh Jones from Houston, we'd be getting, like, the sixth, seventh best tackle. I like your thought where we take those two two secondaries and then draft a Trent Williams. Here, no, here's a question for you guys. Trent Williams, Trent Williams is the Redskins tackle. tackle. So they're going to let him walk. They've already said they're going to let him walk. They're – I thought I thought he said that he wants to be traded, and they're kind of like trying to. They can't really trade him right now because he can't get a physical. All talks is if once this once this like blows over, if they don't get anything like crazy, they might just let him walk because of the cap space they'll get. Okay, and then having the new because they'll have a new coach, new quarterback. Um, you know, with with Haskins, they got. who the hell took over their coaching spot? Rivera? Yep. They actually you know, got Kyle Allen now, too. So, like, Kyle yeah. Allen is probably going to start for the – like, it's going to be probably oh, – I forgot they brought him in. That's right. So, I mean, they got all that new stuff, and then they got this cap space, and I think the thought is they'll keep that cap space. So, so, that that brings you up to this, and I don't I don't want to bite too much on your guys' draft show, which, you know, 
is what it is with, with you guys, and I'm excited for the draft show. Yeah, sure. What do you like? What do you think of Jordan Love? Does he fall to New England at 23, or do you think he? Do you think they really do four quarterbacks in the top nine pick? I don't know. It's it's iffy because he's shooting up the he's shooting up the draft boards. I've seen Burrow one, two of five, and Herbert six. I've seen Burrow one, two of five, Love six, and Herbert nine. But I've seen both. Yeah, it's it's he's like I could see I could see him like he's shooting up, but I could see him teams maybe shying away from him because he was like not good last year. But he and has 20, a lot of talent. Twenty touchdowns, seventeen picks, but to be fair, three of the seventeen picks were Hail Marys. Yeah. Three of the 17 or another three of the 17 picks where they bounced off the receiver's chest into other players' hands, and then another two were tipped by the O line. So, oh. eight, so he only had seven like actual interceptions, but nine of his 10 starters on offense were new players that he had never played with. Yeah, I get that. I know that like the circumstances. O line tips out though, because that's you got to you got to get over your line like that's. So okay, that's, so so even so. I, I just got to point that out. That's all. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's regardless fair. of that. Yeah. That's 100% fair. But if you look at six of those 17 picks were because your receivers bounced them off their chest or they were yeah. Hail, Hail Mary throws to win, I mean, that yeah. changes your number a lot. Everything that I've seen from Jordan Love is he, he, reminds, me Patrick, he reminds me of Mahomes with, the, with the, the ability to throw weird arm throws, but he seems super undisciplined where – if you draft him, he needs to sit for a year like Mahomes did with Andy Reid, but you also need that same – like, he needs the same situation Mahomes did, which I don't know if he's going to get. Like, Mahomes had the best thing possible. He goes to KC, he sits for a year, Andy Reid teaches him his playbook, comes out, wins MVP, and then wins the Super Bowl. That Jordan Love needs that exact same treatment – to calm him down, and I don't think he gets it. Yeah, yeah, that's the I, hard I, part. Yeah, yeah, that's that is that's probably a good assessment. I like Jordan Love because too. Good, he has good, the good, same good sidearm throw, the weird overhand, like he throws all weird angles, but he's very erratic. Like that's the one difference. And I don't know who can like. To me, if you want to make this work the best. And I don't think Tampa Bay does it because they need a guy like Clavon Chase on or, you know, somebody like that on their defense. If I'm Tampa, I take Jordan Love at 14 and have him sit behind Brady for a year or two and let mm. Bruce Arians teach him the way and then you run with him. I think that's the best fit for him, but it won't happen. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Bruce Arians doesn't like – he doesn't mind quarterbacks who take chances either, though. Mm-hmm. So he encourages his quarterbacks to take chances, from what I've heard. Oh, look at Winston. You're not wrong. But then Jordan Love could sit behind Brady, learn, figure out the offense, have weapons, and then come in not having all that pressure as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I just don't think they do it. I mean, they could use the C.J. Henderson at quarterback. They, like I said, Clavon Chason from LSU. There's a lot of people they could use. 
an Andrew Thomas if he's there for the offensive tackle from Georgia to protect Brady, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. There's just a lot of things. Uh, I just I don't think I don't I don't even remember what I had. I made a um, I made a NFL mock last night. I wonder what I even gave Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay I gave uh, Mackay Becton. Uh, the offensive tackle from Louisville, but I did that out of spite because I don't think he's going to last. But mm. the thought being that Tampa gets a lineman like that. Yep. But I would love Mackay Beckton to go. I, I think Arizona should take him. That's a different thing. But. It's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots do because they're kind of in a situation where they don't really – if they don't really have the – the depth at quarterback to draft a, a guy who can sit. I think that's where Jordan Love ends up if he doesn't go. Yeah. Because you look at all these teams from like 10 to 22. You know, Cleveland won't take them. Jets won't take them. Raiders won't take them. Niners won't take them. Tampa, which I think, excuse me, they should, won't take them. Broncos won't take them. They're going to take Henry Ruggs or somebody like that to give Locke a weapon. Yeah. Falcons won't. Cowboys won't. Dolphins won't because they already have two of. Uh, Jaguars already took potentially Herbert. Eagles got Wentz. Vikings got Cousins, which then leaves New England as the next team. I don't know if they have. I don't know if they are in a position to draft a project quarterback. Right now, though, maybe they don't think he's a project. Maybe I just think he's a project. I think a lot of people think he's a project, honestly. Like from what I've read, that a lot of people say he's like super talented, but he's he probably needs to sit for a year or two. Well, the the other thing too, I think like I know they're not in a position to draft, you know, to take a project, but I really think they think Jarrett Stidham can be their quarterback, and they also did sign Brian Hoyer. So they're at a spot where they could sit him for a year if they really wanted to. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and that's if you know, and, and and I give him credit for trying to go with Stidham. Stidham, you know, like if if you really want to roll with this guy because you think he's the guy, and I still think somehow the Patriots make a trade if they can get the Colts to eat some salary and take Jacoby Reset back, because Bel- that's Belichick's one of his three projects with Garoppolo and Brady. Since yeah. the Colts got Philip Rivers, I man, I don't see I don't see Philip Rivers really being that much of at this point really being that much of an upgrade over Brissett. Honestly, well, they don't have weapons. It'd be one thing if they had weapons, but I mean, like they don't have anyone. Like he they don't have anything special. No, and he wasn't like he was ter- he was pretty bad this year with the Chargers who have a have some weapons. Like I I don't understand. He had better weapons in in San Diego. Or Los Angeles that he did in Indy. Yeah. You, you look at um, uh, Austin Eckler and uh, what the hell is the other running back's name? Yeah. Um, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams. Like, he had way better people than yeah. he did with T.Y. Hilton and Nakeem, Nakeem Hines or whatever. Nakeem Hines. Nakeem Hines. Did he have a worse line this year, though? Like, like as far as historically compared to comparatively to what he's had, like I think he got sacked like thirty plus times this year, didn't he? 
Yeah, but I don't think he was even close. I mean, like, Kyler Murray was sacked 48 times, and there was, like, six other quarterbacks that far. And I don't think – he he wasn't very good the year before either, was he? Like, no, that's, he, that's a good question, that quarterback. He's kind, he's kind of been – he's kind of uh, – he was he was actually – yeah, he was pretty good in 2018, never mind. So, last year was, like, a pretty bad year for him, though. But, so Matt like, Ryan, he, Russell Wilson, he, and Kyler Murray all had 48 sacks. Winston had 47. Kyle Allen had 46. Um, Philip Rivers was 16th in sacks. He's high up with interceptions, right? I wonder how many of those came off of rushes, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of curious. Rivers, like 23 and 20. Jacoby Brissett was 18 and 6 with 27 sacks. Yeah. So the crazy thing is, like, Rivers was just, like, he was he was bad this year. And, yeah, not all of his interceptions were on him, but he threw some pretty, like, pretty bad ones this year where you're like, well, is this, is this Phillip Rivers? <laughs> this doesn't even, even so, look right. Slight, slight thing, though, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, yeah, 20 interceptions, 23 touchdowns. Uh, still positive, which is always great. Uh, 66% uh, passing uh, completion percentage. Not bad. 390 completions. And still a paltry 4,600 yards. Not bad at all for a guy having a quote-unquote bad year. Yeah. 23 and 20, though, that, that like, I don't know, that's just 20 interceptions is, Oh, it's a lot, but I'm saying like the, the other the other stats though the 66 percent that means he's the, those 20 interceptions still like that's I, just, still I just consider that his the yardage probably was so high because he was throwing the ball so much, but I just I don't know I like remember on Kirk Cousins and he had 28 sacks and he went 26 to six touchdown uh, interceptions. Yeah, people say Kirk Cousins has a bit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, the only, the, the, I mean, again, it's just one of those things. Nothing like there's nothing to me. There's nothing you can say that'd be like, yeah, Philip Rivers had a good. Like I don't really see many positives with how he played last year. Here's the one. One. But here's the, the thing: is forty six hundred yards though. Like his his best ever is forty seven ninety two. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's 20, like a, he threw twenty interceptions and he only had twenty touchdown passes. Like I, and I, I get it. I absolutely get it. But I'm just still saying, like it's still one of his third best yardage years and completion wise, I'm pretty sure he was probably in uh probably at the top of the uh damn near um Yardage can be so inflated though. Like let me say this. They lost to the Detroit Lions by thirteen ten. They lost to the Texans twenty seven twenty. The Broncos twenty thirteen. Steelers twenty four seventeen. Titans twenty three twenty. Raiders twenty four twenty six. Chiefs twenty four seventeen, Broncos twenty three twenty, Raiders twenty four seventeen. So all but three of their their eleven losses were by one possession. If you flip those, that team went thirteen and three. So, but how many of those were also were they already behind? Is the other question. You know what I mean? Like, so he yeah, maybe he does have to force that. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of I'm kind of curious, like on those, like when we start talking adjusted interception numbers like that, or you know, like you know, when you're talking with the uh, the previous quarterback. But like, I, I'd be curious to know if they were already behind. You know, that means the defense thing stopping things, so you got to sling the ball more. But he's still very accurate. I I, I don't know. I just I, I still think Rivers is still one of the best quarterbacks that's ever played the game. I, I think he's under he's under talked about because of how he um 
obviously he just hasn't won one, you know? Hmm. Interesting. I killed it with my Rivers love. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I mean, like, it's an interesting take because most of the time you're, like, a big a big championship guy. You know, yeah, you know, but, you know, it's one of those things where I, I, I appreciate that. Like I said, I appreciate that greatness. And when I watch it, I see it on him because, because again, those, those numbers don't lie. You know what I mean? When you look at his career, he's up there in the top of the yardage, top of the completion percentages, all the, the, the again, those two stats that do matter, um, you know, the completion percentage in particular. Um, and even then, you look at his, his touchdown interception ratio, still quality numbers everywhere you go, and it just couldn't get it done. But yeah, I'm a huge championship guy, but it's usually, if I like championships, it's usually because there's a little more team aspect to it. I like them 90s Yankees team because you had the core four. I like the Bulls. I like the Lakers because you had those crazy good teams, the chemistries, the egos, the, the stories, but also that greatness. I like Golden State because of that greatness. Um, the Spurs, I hate them, but I love them because of the great like it's, I, that, that's what for my championship um, players, my my big people like that. Um, those are the ones that I appreciate. You know, not the ones that um, don't stick. That's why I don't like like a, a a Marlins or you know those 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 teams. Those ones don't scream um, legends. They don't scream special. You know, Kevin Brown. Okay, yeah, he had a couple good couple good years there, buddy. But come on. Yeah, I just it's interesting to me how. I guess I said you you always knock a lot of players that are really good because they don't have championships. But you think Philip Rivers is one of the best quarterbacks ever, and he's been considered by people who are championship guys to be uh, empty stats like quarterback. So it's yeah, kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, but I also, you know, I look at guys like like Westbrook. I'm still a Westbrook champion too, and people talk about the empty stats there, like. I don't know. There's, there's, there's things. I, 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 there's, he was, he was never a star. No, I'm talking about. I was just kind of comparing a different sport, but you know what I mean. Oh, like, my fault. I apologize. Yeah. That's never all right. Mind. Yeah. No. I, yeah. No, I would. I, I would never consider that. Fault. No. <laughs> he might have got a couple uh, commercials with uh, uh, <laughs> some chunky super in there somewhere, maybe. But uh, that, that's about it. Devin meet the big nab. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's just like you. It's just interesting because. Like you, you won't. You'd say a guy like LeBron James isn't isn't the one of the one of the best basketball players ever. But to say I Philip conceded Rivers, that. You'll, you'll say one of the Philip Rivers. <laughs> didn't best ever. I didn't concede that. Uh, with you on air, Elijah. Yeah, I I I I came in after they beat uh, the Bucks hey, and did. the um, the Clippers, I and I I. I I never heard him say he was one of the best basketball players ever. Oh, man. Oh, the podcast, that shit, blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Jordan Heat career crow. Oh, yeah. All I heard was LeBron isn't isn't that bad. He came on and he goes, (laughs) I just have to say the first thing is I was wrong. LeBron is the man. He is the best player. Like, he went. Damn. He didn't say he didn't say he was one of the best players of all oh, time though. Google just, it. Like, you can Google it. You can podcast <laughs> it. You can tell your grandma to play it. Because I, I I applauded him. I said kudos to you, my friend. Oh, he yeah. gave him props. But like I said, I don't remember him saying like 
we didn't do, we didn't do the follow-up show. We didn't do the follow-up show where I, I literally, the, the, I was going to lead up the very next you did show. You next week when it was me and you. Yeah, that's right. It was, it was we, were ta- we were talking just me and you. I said, I want to go back and say, this is a mistake. That was the show Elijah wasn't on. Oh, man, it was so good. But